Greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the safe house. Let me just tweak some settings real fast. My name is David Barry at DRBarry on varying social media platforms. I am joined once again by Mickey at Dad is Unemployed. I remember yeah. this time. On varying social media platforms. Mickey, how you doing? I'm doing great. You have uh, you've made it to phase three. I'm, I'm there. So, for I'm those of it. you who don't know, the Clueless Crusader, Clueless Comic Crew that we have called this, uh, Mickey has zero comic book knowledge. Uh, Mickey doesn't read comics. Uh, Mickey basically watched some of the movies in theaters. Uh, some he never saw, and he is watching them for the first time. Uh, so we are going through. We have started in phase one. We did phase two. We are now talking about phase three, Marvel Cinematic Universe leading into Infinity War, which technically phase three doesn't end with Infinity War, but we'll... We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll there. get there. Uh, as always... If you are looking for anything related to The Capeless Crusaders, you can find it at thecapelesscrusaders.com. That is your hub for anything Crusader-related. We have blogs there. We're going to have a couple reviews of Action Comics 1000 up there pretty soon. Our sponsors. There we go. Empire's <laughs> Comics Vault. Hot sauce and comic books. That's And pugs. That's what I'm going to say. Computer booter, local computer repair, mobile device, so on and so forth. Video game lounge. Uh, good evening to the chat room. Hello, Gimidin. You were in there right out the gate by Grabthar's Hammer, my friend. Um, so yeah, so let's hop right in because the last two of these, we, we, it's, you can't not talk about they these. They were hefty. It could go for a while. And this phase three is stacked. It's, it's meaty. It's, There's a lot to dig into. Yeah. So. Jump, are we going to jump right in? Let's go for it. What was, what was first movie of phase three? Captain America, Civil War. Ooh. I like how phase one, it's like it peaks at Avengers and then it's like Iron Man 3. And this one, it's like Age of Ultron, then it's like Civil War. Yeah, it's a huge. Oh, how good is Civil War? Civil War is. Well, it's. I'm going to be honest, to this day, I have read a lot of comic books. I, I have I have, I have, a lot of comic books. There's there's a, a closet full that we we're questioning where the baby's clothes are going to go. But. Uh, Civil War to this day, one of the greatest comic books I have ever read. And how does the movie stack up? The movie is great. The movie is great. It didn't, it did so much with so little because they had access to maybe a fourth of the characters because Sony and Fox own random. And it would have been about. 12 times longer. Yeah, if they oh, 100%. To, if we had enough. to fit storylines for everyone. <laughs> if you had to get the X-Men in there and all these other people, Daredevil, like, everyone, it, it was it Even was if such they had huge... to do just like a, oh, hey, X-Men, how you doing? It yeah. still would have taken a long time to get them all in. It, it, that's that's basically what it was. It, it was, it, the comic was great and it included everyone. And so that was the only thing, when, when the trailer first came out, I'm like, oh, how are they going to do this? Because there were really important roles played by certain characters. And then they were just like, you know what? We're still going to make this amazing. And they did. And they nailed they it. They just did a great job. They they really did. Um, I This thing from... I want to say from, from the very beginning. From the cold open in the, in the snow. You know I love a good snow base. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, 
from right there, I'm like, I'm I'm into it. We see the book, we see Bucky stealing uh, superhero mm. serum, and we're off and running. We're mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. gone, and we jump right to the present, which I love that they didn't, they didn't give us this like long drawn out. Hey, you're gonna need a lot of backstory to get into this movie. You don't even need right. You don't even need that the snow base scene. It helps, but you they could jump right into it. But um, but it's just it's just full on. A hundred percent. There's the hear <laughs> the baby's like. Uh, oh, I don't know how I feel I about snow bases. Um, we do. There is a, they. I I do not like CGI face replacement. Okay. And this has some early sort of CGI face replacement. I Which, believe is it a young Tony Stark. Yeah. So that 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 was one of those like kind of jarring ones. Where you're like. Like I can't see. What it was it like. wasn't as bad as Patrick Stewart in uh in um but. The, the Wolverine. Thing. Well, I can't remember. Yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine. Origins Wolverine. Where they showed him, and it just looked like he was just like they just covered him in like plastic. I've seen Snapchat uh, face swaps that looked more realistic and believable <laughs> than that one. This one yeah. was better. It, it was than better. That. It, it it still leans into that uncanny valley where yeah. it's like yeah, something. My gut tells me something's not right about right. this. It was a little weird. Um, but I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna forgive it. Yeah. Because. It's just one little thing, right? And it was such yeah. an emotional, emotional story. So, um, yeah. Well, dun, 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 he doesn't turn dun, dun, off dun, his dun. ringer on his phone. <laughs> um, we get more talk of um, we get talk of Wakandans. Mm. We which is which is nice. Wakandans. Um We get more talk of the enhanced mm. so we're still not able to say mutants. Nope. We're still... we, I don't think we will ever be able to. Um, I do. One thing I love about this movie is the return of William Hurt's character from uh, from Hulk, from The Incredible Hulk, uh, as the he's the yes. What is it? I don't General, know, General Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think this is gonna be this is gonna I'm gonna be going out there. William Hurt is possibly the best overall all around actor. In these movies, he's an incredible actor, and he has such a small role. But he just he eats that that scene all the way up. He's yeah. so good, and I I kind of wish we get more of him. I think yeah. I don't know I don't know his character. Right? Do can we have more? So here here's the thing: uh, if if we do have more of him, they could go in a really weird direction because he's for the longest time he was like Hulk's number one bad guy because he was the he oversaw the experiment that created the Hulk. Mm-hmm. His daughter is Hulk's love interest. Like he is super entwined in the Hulk story. Um, that being said, um, most recently in the comic books, um, he was a Hulk himself. He was the Red Hulk. Okay, I'm, um, I'm listening. Yeah, William Hurt himself is probably a little bit, a little bit on the older side. You to know be, what? To be pulling, but it is. I mean, Hulk is pretty CGI. Yeah, you can, you can do, a little, just do some motion capture, just some, just some facial mocap, and they can, they can just uh, CGI the rest. Yeah, of them. yeah. He he. So Red Red Hulk was Red Hulk was a really interesting story that was written so poorly the comic book it only survived based on its concept everyone loved the idea so much of this mysterious red hulk that came out of nowhere like no one knew who he was he was just beating up superheroes but the writing was so bad that everyone just like everyone just kept but they 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 kept just hanging on to it (laughs) because they wanted it to be good Uh. and then it eventually was really good so So it it got there it got it it, it got the time that it needed it developed the story it developed and it got where it needed to go but that being said i have no idea that's why we got this thing i have no idea if they will ever 
do a Red Hulk in the movies. That would they, be weird. Well, you know, they are churning them out pretty fast now. Two a year. Uh, and so maybe they'll eventually run out of things to do. Maybe. We'll and see. And they'll need a Red Hulk. But it probably won't be William Hurt. Oh, hey. Tall, dark, not ugly. Tom. Woo! Tom is in the chat saying hello to Mickey. <laughs> hey, Tom. And Gimmedin has no idea who Red Hulk is. And yeah, exactly. Son of Manders, that's why we're here, to explain these kind of things. I love it. Um, this movie, they they start talking about things like collateral damage caused mm -hmm. by superheroes mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. like that. It reminded me very much of The Incredibles, <laughs> which is why The Incredibles go underground. The Incredibles, <laughs> by the way, is the best superhero movie ever made. It's oh, pretty fair. fantastic. It's pretty great. It needs a comic. Incredibles 2 oh, this summer. Stoked. I'm in there. Um, but I love the whole idea of the Sokovia Accords. Mm -hmm. Will they sign it? Won't they sign it? Mm -hmm. We get, And then we get T'Challa. Yeah. Which is my first real... Uh, this is this is my first glimpse of him. I saw Black Panther in the theaters right. before I watched this, so my excitement <laughs> at seeing T'Challa was was out of control. You were uh, just losing it. I was I was so excited, and then I had to like remind myself that timeline wise, uh, this this was it was not as exciting as as I thought it was. Right, uh, but I was. You know, I do, we do get Black Panther in, yeah. in this, and no, uh, in, and in that in that moment, because we knew it was coming, because we'd seen him in the in the trailers. But when he came on, and it was just like, "Oh, your highness," I was just like, <laughs> "It's here! Like it's happening! <laughs> like everything! Oh, that's the the seeds that were sown." You son of a bitch! <laughs> I love it. Uh, we need more hosts just because I love that. Uh, on. This anyway. is amazing. <laughs> I love everything about what just happened. <laughs> um, I, okay. Yes. Bucky arrested. Mm. They put him in a very special cagey thing. Yeah, yeah. I called it a Bucky in a box. And I thought if they don't make that a toy, <laughs> like how did we not get like a Funko Pop of like a Bucky in a box or a Jack in the Bucky, yeah, yeah. a Bucky in the Jack, a Bucky in the box. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just feel like that, like we... We missed an opportunity for some branding. There's there. some. There was some good. I mean, Disney will make a toy out of anything, yeah. and we didn't get Bucky in a box. That's I'm a little true. upset about it. Um, but then, this this thing assembles almost like assembles almost like an Avengers movie where yeah. we start. We get everybody yeah. showing up to the party. Oh, first of all, we get Martin Freeman mm -hmm. um, with his, the spot on American accent. Yeah, um, I'll I'll watch that man in anything. That, he's, he's, that that's Bil Bilbo Baggins was. Uh, a, a fantastic addition, <laughs> great addition. But we get let me see let me see if I can get this right. Spider Man shows up. We've already well we already saw Black Panther. Mm -hmm. We've already seen we've seen Bucky. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen Falcon. We've seen Captain America. Uh, we've seen Tony Stark. I don't believe we've seen Iron Man um, yet, but we have seen Tony. Right. Um, okay. Then yeah. we get Spider Man. We get uh, we get Hawkeye. We mm -hmm. see Ant Man, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then it goes down. Yeah. Um, and this is a fight scene that could have been, oh, vi we, visions, mm -hmm. uh, this is a fight, the, the fight scene out on the tarmac in the airport could have been, I'll be honest, it could have been complete garbage. Yeah. It's a lot of CGI. Right. It's a lot of wide camera angles, which, which aren't necessarily great for action, but they're trying to fit in as much as they can. And there's a lot of flying camera, a lot of moving mm -hmm. around, going through things. And, um, it could have been just the worst. Yeah. But it turns out to be amazing. So good. Uh, this is the Russo brothers, right? Yeah. These guys, let me tell you, they 
they keep, may, your, keep your eye on these on these kids. Yeah, they, they, gotta, gotta, they might be they doing gotta, something. They got a future. I uh, mean, dear God, they're gonna break how many billions with with Infinity War? Well, like, this this is already a billion dollar movie they've made. I would like to point out that everyone just like lost their mind because Spielberg just hit uh, ten billion. Was it like he he's like the first or is he the first director or is he just? <sighs> He hit ten billion. He hit ten billion. He's he's grossed ten billion. With I his feel films. like the Russos in like, in like, two years are gonna like catch him and pass. It won't take long because they're just like because you know it's he was making movies in like the eighties and nineties. Now they're like today billion billion. Yeah, billion. everything's anything with a with a Marvel logos you know hitting a billion. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Come on. Well, this thing this thing was a billion dollar movie mm-hmm. and. Um, and I, it, I think it, it warrants it. Yeah. We also get to see uh, Ant Man go giant. We get to see Giant Man. Is that a, is that something from the comics? Yes. So uh, when I mentioned last our last episode, which you can watch on YouTube, the Clueless <laughs> Comic Crew Part Two, um, he he figures out how to bring himself back from the subatomic realm by using the the, the growth disc. Right. Uh, so basically, through that, he gets to tweak into uh into the 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 suit to grow large so in the comics ant-man hank pym does eventually um build a suit and becomes giant man um which is where he just shrinks less he just grows more and he can still shrink if he wants to but it's mainly about him growing um so that was also it was an interesting nod to the comics uh because in the civil war comic um, on one side of this civil war was Goliath. So Goliath was a character who uh, was given the the Pym particle technology, and he could grow to great heights uh, and great size. And he is actually the first, uh, not victim. He's the first fatality of the of the superhero civil war. So no one dies in the movie. In the comics, no Goliath is killed by. This is gonna be follow me here. Um, a clone of Thor. So Tony Stark had basically, when he first met Thor, he had plucked some of his hair and cloned him. And, like you do, yeah, of course, like you do with your with your good friends. And this th- clone of Thor, um, they brought him in to, to basically end the Civil War quickly. Um, and he ends up having no restraint and kills Goliath. And it's one of the most heart wrenching scenes when they have to bury him because he was killed full size and they can't shrink him back down. So they literally have to get tractors to <laughs> dig his grave <laughs> to drop him in there. Um, so him going giant was kind of a reference to that. Obviously, he was not killed. So different, a little different there. Uh, I do like I like giant Ant Man. Yeah. I guess it was uh, it was very interesting. also him being brought down. Um, first, they do a Star Wars reference, right, right. Um, and then also just him being brought down. Was uh, with the webs and the ropes. It made me think of Gulliver's Travels. I half expected him to be tied to the <laughs> right, ground right. At, at some point. I yeah. liked it, and, um, and the fact that he couldn't handle like being big. <laughs> yeah, and he's like everything's like when he first blows up, he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, he was he was super stoked. Um, so they go through the whole fight, mm. and they they make it through, and Romanoff goes soft. Yeah, where she just has she has an affection for Cap. They have a lot of history. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, or, or she, she recognizes what what he's doing, and she was playing the double agent the whole time. The whole time. That's maybe. what she does. That's that's kind of her game. She She's always the double, does. triple, quadruple agent. Exactly. You're like the, the the you don't you know you know don't triple stamp, double stamp unless you're <laughs> unless you're Black Widow. Unless you, you're Black Widow, you then triple stamp whatever you need to. Yeah. So she gets off. She lets him through, and um and that honestly for me I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect. It seemed like the lines had been drawn. Right. Uh, so well done again, Russo brothers. Yeah. I was drawn in. I was already. I had decided how this movie was going to go. <laughs> 
but I, I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Mm. Um, there's a great, uh, there's a great reveal in this movie. Okay. What is it? Which reveal are you talking? About? Oh, Bucky. About... Yes. Uh, so, if you go to thecapelesscrusaders.com, another shameless plug right here, we have an article recently posted by the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, who I believe is in the chat room, and it's called Cap's Burden. So this was a wonderfully written, I'm talking like AP English, like critical thinking status, article about the fact that Captain America is aware, and we are then made aware in this movie, that Bucky is actually responsible for the death of uh, Tony's parents, the the Starks. Um, he's basically assigned to kill them and steal the super soldier formula, um, which Bucky has either no re- he he, has, he admits that he has a recollection of it, but it's like it wasn't him at the time. It was yeah, this it is was an, Hydra. This is an interesting. Um, so in this movie, we get this sort of idea that 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 Cap can or uh, that Bucky can be activated mm-hmm. by a certain a certain set of words yeah, that, yeah. that said just the right way and. Um, it, uh, I almost learned it, Russian just because just, of that. Just, just for because that. I was just like, I want to know those phrases. So they, can, they activate him. So this is a nice, this is a good moral quandary. Is Bucky responsible right. for killing the Starks? Right. The, the, lo- the logical side says no. Because he was, like they said, his brain was in a blender. You know, he was yeah. not himself. He was experimented on. And he was this deep, you know, like deep, deep sleeper agent. Like, but Tony, but Tony, Tony, Tony loved his parents. Tony doesn't see it that way, no. and I can see where he's coming from. Uh, Tony, there's a lot going on, and then when we find out even more that Cap knew the whole time, yeah. and given Tony's history with with Cap and how how much his father wouldn't shut up about how great <laughs> Captain America was, right. Um, I can I can see as as a middle child myself. Yeah. I can see where Tony's coming <laughs> That's from. That's true. Okay, I feel you. <laughs> well, and, and it's it's especially because he he even said he didn't say you killed my parents. He didn't even say he killed my parents. He killed. He, he says he killed my mom. Yeah, you're right. Because because Tony has always had that inferiority complex when it comes to his dad, and he we see in Iron Man three especially he gets a better connection with him because his dad gives him the plans to make that element which saves him. So it's a little bit of redemption, but you can even tell in that um, that little, that the hologram scene where he gets a re-experience. Yeah, and like the the, the 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 poor feelings he had toward his. Toward his yeah, dad. there's definitely a lot. It's a it, there's a lot going on there. But yeah, you're right. He says he killed my mom. Yeah. And, and, and in typical hero superhero fashion, you know, he, he cares more hey, about his mom. Someone got to pay. Martha. <laughs> um, so that sets up the fight. This is a great fight scene. Cap and Bucky versus Iron Man. If this thing lasted ten minutes longer, I still would have been into it. It was a, it was a good fight scene. They're using everything at their disposal. Everything. The, the fact that... That... Hey, Tim. Tim's in the chat. I just noticed it. Oh, Tim. my gosh. Tim the woodworker. Welcome, my friend. <laughs> Glad you're in there. So, um, yeah, it the, the, the fight scene was so incredible, especially because Tony, while he's taught himself a lot and he's paid to have a lot of combat training, he's literally going up against two of the most perfect soldiers yeah. in history. He's going up against two super soldiers. Two super soldiers, both enhanced in their own right. Both just incredibly well trained, and you even see that at one point he has to use the suit 
to learn his movements to then counter them. Yeah. But at initially, it's just pure emotion and and just brute force as he's flying, you know, flying them and, around. And Cap's playing it, you know, he he play he doesn't want to hurt Tony. He's he's really he's fighting him, yeah. but he's really it's more of like he's going to subdue him. Um and he plays it he plays it that way mm-hmm. up until the end. He doesn't he doesn't kill him. He doesn't throw him off the off a cliff. He disables the armor. Manderson, I'm not saying that that her name was Martha. I'm referencing the fact that and especially in recent movies using uh the mother, Martha in this case is uh, you know, a crutch, I guess we'll say. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> that is because Cap is just so great. It Cap is. It is so great. He is so great. He's he, he's he wanted he wanted so badly to do right by all of his friends. He wanted everyone to be cool. Right. He's Even a, though no one's cool. Captain America is the ultimate peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he wants to be. Yeah. Some between Falcon between... and and Bucky, which that that little car scene <laughs> yeah. where he's like, "Can you move your seat up?" No. And then he like scoots over, <laughs> and then when he like when he kisses the girl, and they're both just like. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I'm his best friend. No, I'm his I'm, best friend. I'm his best friend. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I Cap finds himself in the middle of a lot of complicated situations. <laughs> yeah, he does um, and he and he tends to throw himself in, in, in yep. into no win situations, which yep. I think is uh, I mean that's just that we see it from from the very beginning. He's willing to jump on a grenade. He's willing right. to do he's going to do the things that aren't easy, and he's going to do the things that aren't may, may not be most popular. Right. 100%. Uh, but that's what makes him Captain America. Oh, yeah. He, he will definitely... He will he will jump on the literal and figurative blade, grenade, whatever it is. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, t- taking that... And in, th- in this instance, he's taking the side, you know, not even just of his friend, but of the 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 rights of the other heroes. You know, the, the their, their rights to be... Because they, they, they touch on this briefly in the movie. I think they did a really good job. But in the comics, it was so... The, the idea of civil liberty was so at the center of it because Tony said we need to be responsible we need to we need to be accountable we need to be trained um because even even more so the the events of Sokovia and then um in uh, whatever country they're in that's where the Wakandans are that's all uh they, like, a lot, like a lot of people do die. However, in the in the comics, what it originally was is a a, a villain who his ability is he explodes, kind of lame. But he explodes. Um, he explodes by a school, and it's it's caused by a bunch of young heroes who are doing a reality TV show. Ooh. Kills a bunch of kids. Oof. So it's even more so like not just people dying. It's not just like citizens. It's like it was it's all kids, innocent children, just tons of them. Colla- and none of them like just i mean it's collateral damage in the most extreme in, yeah in in the most extreme way and, and so because of that like tony is tony is just torn apart when it comes to wanting to to do this to be accountable to to be responsible whereas cap is 100% he's on the side of well what happens if spider-man takes off his mask and reveals who he is and all of spider-man's villains go after his family which totally happens like <laughs> uh, it's and it's but it's also about this idea that he even said it like governments aren't always right you know, like what happens if they don't give us don't, don't give us the okay to go into a situation that we could help, or if they send us in, into a situation that we shouldn't have been sent into. Yeah, and and the, the 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 movie did a great job of touching on it. The comic just it was riddled throughout it. The idea of this this whole civil liberty of a superhero. Yeah, I might maybe I'll read it. Mark Millar. Mark Millar is. He's just, uh, just he's, mwah, he's just a Italian finger kissed exactly for just, those listening. Just uh, Fapanopoli, huh? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the only Italian you know is, is Joey from <laughs> yeah, Friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's finish. Let's wrap this one up. Yeah. 
Spot Stan Lee. Stan Lee in Civil War. Stan Lee in Civil War. Hang on, hang on. Uh, Stan Lee in Civil War. I don't. Why can I not remember this? Now I give. He's the FedEx guy. He delivers a package to Tony, Tony Stank. <laughs> Tony Stank. We get a lot of mileage out of Tony Stank. I'm and... sorry. I'm sorry. Would, uh, oh, who was the original roadie? Um, Terrence Howard. Terrence, Terrence Howard. Howard would not have been able to deliver that line that Don Cheadle worries like, yes, this is Tony this Stank. This is Tony Stank. Thank you for that. Cheadle really, he sells that. That's, no, he's... that's where he's earning his money right there. <laughs> so good. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> broke, a broken back and, and comedy. Yeah. And we finish with the Avengers all locked up in jail. Disassembled. Disassembled. But once again, Cap to the rescue. Cap to the rescue. It's going to break them out. Form the secret Avengers. The secret Avengers. That's, the, that's a team the, that was in the... In the the Avengers. Yes. The, <laughs> the secret <laughs> Avengers. Savagingers. Uh, and then post-credits, we get... This is another... We get a double post-credits scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start with Bucky getting frozen. Yeah. Getting refrozen in... Wakanada. In Wakanada. In Wakanda. Mm. Uh, best Stanley cameo? Oh, he's got a best Stanley cameo question in the chat from Tim. All uh, right. Dude, that's rough. That's that's a tough one. This is a good one. Yeah. Cause, but because of the Tony Stank line. <laughs> Tony Stank. That's a really solid <laughs> they one. They get a lot of... Uh, they get a lot of mileage out of Tony Stank. Yeah. Uh, uh, my... I really like... I do... I really like... Just the very first one we get in Iron Man. Right. He doesn't have a line, but just, it's just, hey, looking good there, Hef. Yeah. And, and he just turns around. Uh, especially because the if you know nothing about comics and you don't know, you might think it's Hugh Hefner. <laughs> you might exactly. think it's actually him. Like, or you might think, why would they bother putting that scene in there if they weren't going to get the real Hugh Hefner? Right. Who's right. this actor? Right. Uh, I think actually Manderson and I uh, we agree in the in Guardians of the Galaxy two where he's where he's talking to the Watchers. Uh, I think that is a fantastic. That movie. is a really especially a... because there's this theory that Stanley is one of the Watchers because Ooh. how else is he in every single movie? Oh, I like this. Um, I like this a lot. Given and also with the kind of not really kind of deep cut, but the deep cut where um, it's uh, Amazing Spider Man. Amazing Spider Man is Spider Man two where he's fighting the lizard. And um, and they're like battling each other, and Stanley is like cleaning, but he has headphones on, so he has no idea that Spider Man is like fighting, throwing the lizard behind him, and Stanley is just like do 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 like doing. <laughs> That's good. I like that. It was a really solid. I've not seen it because I have never seen a Spider Man movie except for Spider Man Homecoming. Really? <laughs> not even the Tobey Maguire. Let me tell you that I did see a Spider Man movie a bit. Uh, I was on. I was on a plane. <laughs> And Spider-Man was on it. I did not have the headphones, so me and the friend in the seat next to me were just uh, we, we were just uh, doing the dialogue ourselves. I had no idea what was going on. Wow. Um, and wow. then I felt, well, that got old after about a half an hour. I'm sure the people <laughs> in the seat next to us uh, thought it got old after about probably 20 seconds. Sick of it. But, uh, but that's, that's it. That's Willie the Postman in Fantastic Four. That's also a good one. I haven't seen Fantastic Four either. Don't worry about it. You're not yeah, I don't think I don't. I don't think I am. Uh, second post credit scene. Yes. Um, we get, uh, we get, we get Peter back home mm-hmm. with this with a care package. Right, and the he has the the web technology. He has, a, he, has he has Stark technology. Yeah. And then we get uh, a little tag: Spider Man will return. Right. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. <laughs> yeah. Even though I knew Spider Man Homecoming was already out, I knew I was going to be watching it. I was like, When's he coming back? Yeah. It it was, 
it was very it was a big deal it was not quite as big a deal for me as seeing black panther seeing spider-man but it was such a huge deal because that had been like sony had like held yeah they held on tight to that because spider-man year in and year out one of the one of the top selling comic books of all time spider-man and batman they go back and forth for the longest time um which has since changed but uh spider-man like i we, we never thought sony would let let loose on that i one. thought they would just keep rebooting it until i mean just until the end of time i thought it was gonna be just here's an hey that guy's too old new yeah. spider-man exactly. let's bring it let's bring it around oh uh, another another thank you for the bits kate berry interesting oh and vance is here hey vance anyway it's a whole crew so we move on from there to Doctor Strange. Yeah. I had a hard time making this transition. It's it's a it's a leap. And, and Doctor Strange is very good. Right. But to go from Civil War, which is a, a an epic, mm. to Doctor Strange, which is a very sort of small movie right. in comparison. It takes place in a very small uh, time frame. It takes place in a very in a very small setting. As right. far I mean, almost the, the almost the entirety of this movie takes place indoors. Right. <laughs> um. It was a tough transition for me. So at first, watching Doctor Strange, which I had seen once before, I was like, yeah, it's just no good. <sighs> 20 minutes in, I was completely, I had completely reversed position. I was, right. I was totally stoked. So Doctor Strange, November 2016, sits at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And I feel that that's, that's accurate. accurate. Even, yeah. even, it was, I feel very much it was not meant to be watched back to back with mm. Civil War, literally same day, starting mm. one and then the other. Should, had to give myself uh, a 24 hour uh, breathing you, 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 period. Yeah, you, you I, need to, I need to come down after that. Um, but this thing is great. Let's talk about Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. How do we feel about him as Dr. Strange? I have always loved um, uh, Bonobo um, Cumberbun. Um, <laughs> I've been a really big fan of him as Sherlock. Um, uh, so, and, and Smaug, the dragon, I was a big fan. Yeah. So I personally loved him as Doctor Strange. I was really glad they went that route. Um, once it was announced, I was like, yeah, that's perfect. I'm totally down with that. I, knowing nothing about Doctor Strange going in and then to see him play it, I can't imagine who else could play that character. It seems, he seems to fit, he seems to fit whatever persona just that certain amount of swagger right. to being completely broken down how many people can do that um what's his name i'm trying to do you are you a game of thrones fan yes uh the actor plays Littlefinger. yes everyone just and not even because of the way he acts but the way his he look. looked he looked comic yeah. accurate so that was when initially we were like okay i would be down with that and then cumberbatch came in and i'm like i'm good with it He's... good with that tea and crumpets my friend <laughs> He's great. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen makes oh. a fantastic villain. Mads Mikkelsen, who uh, me and, and and Tim got to hang out with at Silicon Valley Comic Con. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, Mads uh, Mikkelsen. Did you, you met him in person? Did you see him? I was, I was two feet away from him. I had to take a picture of him for someone. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get to didn't get to speak. I didn't him. actually get to speak to him. I'm afraid to. I would be afraid to speak to him. I think he seems just as menacing in real life. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he is, when, when we were walking towards him, the stare, it wasn't even like, there was no malice, no ill will. He was just looking at us just with, with just simple, maybe a little bit of curiosity because we were rolling a giant cow towards him. But the look that he gave us, I was just like, <laughs> this dude 
would melt like he'll melt you yeah. just with his his one bleedy eye if this is Casino Royale. Yeah, I was gonna say he's he is a Bond he is a Bond villain yeah. in one of the best James Bond movies ever in Casino Royale, and he is amazing. If there is if if anyone if you're writing a movie mm. and you're writing a villain character, if you it doesn't matter what your what your villain is, just put in the character description looks like Mads Mickelson. Yeah. Could be played by him. <laughs> and guaranteed someone's gonna be like, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah, he, he he was a fantastic bad guy. Uh yeah, he's great. We also get Rachel McAdams in this. Mm. I can't remember the last time I saw her in a movie. She's nailing it as uh love interest, but also uh in, I love that they didn't just make her damsel in distress. Right. Love, she's a she's a doctor. She's mm. a she's an incredibly patient woman with a with a certain Stephen Strange yeah. who treats her like utter garbage. Yep. Um, which he never really gets called to called to the carpet for, which I think he should have gotten a little more punishment for yeah. being such a dick. Yeah. No. He, it was it was basically like. Yeah. He. The, the the their their relationship was I think one of the more underdeveloped things about the movie, where it's like wait does she really is she is she really cool with him no yeah she's just gonna let that go because yeah she lets a lot go she's yeah. a she's a very she's a very forgiving woman but uh, but played it's played great yeah um, we also get uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna murder the pronunciation of this name yeah uh, did did you bomb? Chiwetel oh yeah uh, Ago four yeah. He, for me, steals this movie. Mm. Um, the character is complex. Mm. He's um, he's wildly loyal to the ancient one, right? Um, and to, to a point. To and, and then all of a sudden he's not. It's a yeah. very it's a la- it's a layered character. I would love to see him, not not this character, but I would love to see him carry a superhero movie. Yeah, I think he could totally do it. I think he he so he's definitely going to be a big part of the Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, because Baron Mordo is Doctor Strange's eternal. He's and we're gonna he's we're, his bad guy. We're gonna get that later in this. We're gonna, he we're is gonna get a nice bad guy, a nice taste of that in the in the post credits. Uh, I love him because first off, um, he is in my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, he love is, actually, he's in Love Actually. Yes, uh, he is the one who marries Kira Knightley and is best friends with the guy from Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, um, what else? Oh, he was also in um, Firefly. He was the assassin in Firefly. Yes. Uh, and serious credits for yeah. On he's got a serious he's resume. Got some I would. I'm so I'm excited to see him further in the MCU. Yeah. I would love to see him in a in a in a leading role in a, in a obviously not. I would think not a Marvel right. movie because we're not gonna. <laughs> not going to be that confusing. I also love because uh, in, in the comics, Baron Mordo has long time been a cranky white dude, and they were just completely like, you know, we're going to get a black guy, deal with it. Yeah, let's talk about casting because this movie also has some problematic <laughs> casting. Uh, Potentially, pro- we talked about this a little bit off mic, but um, Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One. This was a you were explaining this to me. This yeah. was a tough needle to thread they, for for filmmakers, for for Marvel, for Disney, for for everyone involved. This they, is a tough they were needle. never they were never going to be able to do tell, it. Tell me about it. Let's so, start at the beginning here. First off, the ancient one uh, is um, in the comics. Is in the comics. He is Tibetan. He is uh, an ancient Tibetan man. Um, very stereotypical Fu Manchu like robe like. I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking Kill Bill Volume Two, uh, or Vo- Kill Kill Bill. I believe Volume One uh, with Pai Mei. Yep. 
character who's or, straight or out of, who is straight out of uh, Kung Fu. 70s I was about to say exactly. Movies. Imagine the dude with the white hair and the Fu Manchu who flies at you with a sword in the Kung Fu movie. That that is the ancient one to a T. So the issue we had was from a political standpoint. You cast someone who is Tibetan. You cast a Tibetan actor, you're going to lose the entire Chinese market because China does not acknowledge that Tibet is independent and sovereign. There is a possibility the Chinese government would prevent the movie from being screened oh, anywhere yeah. in China. And you, and you lose billions of dollars. That's, a, that's a roughly a billion potential movie exactly. goers. Uh, on the other hand, you say, okay, we'll get a Chinese actor to play him. You then basically tell Tibet... Like we, we stand with China. Exactly. So you, you, you So you're taking a political stance in that sense. So rather, rather You could than, also you could you could take you could choose another uh another Asian actor, say uh, someone from Korea or Japan, and then fall into the trap of of making it seem as if you think all a, any exactly. Asian can be replaced by any other Asian. This is a like I said, this is a new was, this is a tough needle. It was to a thread. damned if you do, damned if you don't. So they're like, you know what? Let's go with a, a Celtic woman. Let's just, let's just, Celtic woman. And I think it lended to this idea that, um, that the, the, this order that they were a part of, these sorcerers, were varied, like, of, of various races from various countries. Like, people had come there from all over the world with different needs, and it all joined. Like, they had these ancient masters who were stereotypical Asian gurus and but they also had Baron Mordo um they had um he had been there and then he the left um cop from uh Law and Order and uh Miss Congeniality um Benjamin Bratt that I know I never would have gotten that <laughs> I wrote it down it's written down <laughs> but but yeah they, they have a very diverse uh, order, so it was, it was yeah. almost kind of that idea that so, this is how the ancient one could also be an Irish woman. So maybe this idea of problematic casting is less that and more uh, just a piece, a larger piece of of completely colorblind casting, mm -hmm. where they just looked at the whole movie, the whole cast, and said, "Let's just put, let's just put good actors in good roles, right. and not worry about." It, especially considering it didn't matter mm -hmm. uh, their race or their gender in this case. Um, the only person that probably that had to that people wouldn't have accepted uh, looking wildly different was Doctor Strange himself. Probably. Um, so maybe it's not problematic casting. Maybe right. you have to look at the whole piece and say, right. actually, they just kind of they threw great actors into a, into a movie and they made it work. Well, the the other thing that um, the other thing that kind of comes into it is okay, you you want to stick to the comic. And you want to cast someone who is traditional, whether that be a Tibetan or Chinese actor. Okay, you're now reinforcing the stereotype that this like ancient mystic art had to be uh, had to be Asian. So it, it's kind or, of like yeah, or probably at some point written Oriental, which was exactly, just like really exactly. just a hundred percent. And that's so that's what you kind of run into is. The, uh, what do you call it, um, like if, uh, I'm trying to think of a, another example, like if you have a character who is a martial artist and you cast them as Chinese because Chinese people do martial arts, it's like if you change that, if you do like, if you whitewash it and you have a white actor play a character who's traditionally Chinese, 
that's offensive. But at the same time, the character was offensive to start because you assume that all Chinese people or all Asian people are martial artists. So it's kind of, again, it's even more of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. The character itself was a racist stereotype out the gate. Yeah. So there was really no way of... It, there was no way to do it right. And so they just went for it, I guess. And, and honestly, I know they caught flack for Tilda Swinton right. uh, being cast. Um but they they didn't. I am sure somebody. I'm sure someone somewhere had a problem with with uh, Mordu being being black and, and right. not being white. There's there's. I mean, there were people threw a fit when there was a rumor Donald Glover was going to be a, going to be Spider Man. So, yeah. um, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, I what I would say is I think it's it, taking it big picture. For me, it looks like they didn't have a lot of great options. They were going to upset someone there there's you're always gonna you're always gonna piss someone off um but i think they did their best to i it appears to me that they did their best to do as much colorblind casting and genderblind casting as they could and just tried to put good actors in a movie and they made a good movie yeah. it's it's an enjoyable movie um it probably could have been enjoyable with with other actors as well but uh, but these, these, this is a great job. I, I, I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed the whole thing. And let's not forget another Benedict in this movie, Benedict Wong. Uh, playing Wong. Uh, playing Wong. Uh, and, and I think... Uh, I, I, th- I think... I didn't know... I, I don't know what I'd seen him in, but I the whole time I saw him, I went, I went oh yeah, that guy, he's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so so this movie really has... Uh, kind of has a bit of everything. And the thing about... Uh, about Wong... Curtis, Curtis is in the chat, uh, which is which is dope because he brings up the point that Wong got upgraded. So Wong in the comics is Doctor Strange's manservant. He is the eternal servant to the oh. Sorcerer Supreme. Um, he himself was trying to become a sorcerer of sorts uh, in the comics, and basically, like they they bond, and he's upset that Doctor Strange becomes a sorceress, blah blah blah. So he's, but he's just his manservant. He's a really talented martial artist manservant in the Sanctum Sanctorum. So at here, they completely uh, changed it, which I loved. They made him a master. They made him uh, the keeper of all these these ancient texts. So he he's gonna be helping Doctor Strange. And they're going to be working together as masters, not as servant and master. I like it. I, I think it was great. It's, it sounds it sounds like a, it was for the most part all a move in a positive direction. Hundred percent overall. Um, let's move on. Let's get into the let's get into the meat of the movie a little bit more. Mm. Um, Doctor Strange gets his relic. I do love. It's a it's a it's a good beat of comic relief when the cape decides to autonomously <laughs> uh, wrap itself around a bad guy's head and right. bash his head in the wall. Uh, it pulls uh, it pulls Stephen Strange towards you know away from axes and to- in another direction. I love I, I it was it worked yeah. Um, in the comics, mm. tell me is this, is this similar to how he how he sort of you know gets the relic? Everybody they all get their relics. So they they made or does it, it just kind of happened. He has yeah. He, in the comics, he just has relics. Like he just has all these magical items. Um, they focus more on that recently in the comics because he lost his magic for a while, so he had to use a lot more magical items. But the, this whole idea that that you know Mordo has these boots and then he has this cloak. He has these named items, and in some stories they do show him like tracking them down. But it's not nearly like a, oh you become a sorcerer, you get an item. 
you know, like you get like you you pick your thing, and now you're a sorcerer because you picked it. Like it, they they don't do that as much in the in the comics, and it also the 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 movie also focused more on this whole like martial arts, like creating weapons and creating shields. Mm-hmm. That also is not really accurate to the comics because in the comics it's more just magical spells. It's more just oh, interesting. this this spell, this fireball, this thing. In, in the movie was more about, okay, now you've created this shield to protect yourself. And they start to expand on his magic, but initially it's kind of more protect yourself, get a weapon, do this thing, so on and so forth. Interesting. I uh, I wonder if they were concerned about Harry Potter fatigue and uh, wanted to move away from a sort of spell-based kind of system and, Honestly, and stick more to a traditional action movie, comic movie kind of thing. I have no idea, but... You know, it was it was an interest. It was, I mean, it, mm, I I had feelings about it. I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it, but it was kind of strange. Yeah, the way that when you get the the strange. astral <laughs> the astral projection uh, fight scene yeah. is, is interesting. Yeah. It kind of reminded me. Uh, this movie reminds me of Inception in a couple of different ways. Okay. One is this is sort of sort of like it's happening on a separate plane, right? Sort of, and we find out later um, when he's chasing the ancient one's astral projection and. He's like, we don't have enough time. She's like, your body hasn't even hit the ground. As they go to this astral plane, time slows down, right. uh, which is very much Inception. Also, when they're fighting and they're sort of messing with the physics in the mirror dimension or or doing that in the real world, uh, also the, the the scenery, the landscape bends and changes and, and flips very yeah. much uh, like Inception. Yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing. I no, was, I, th- I, I, was in, cool. I was into it. Uh, they, I, I like the way they had this. Whole <laughs> they here. play. They play on it uh, very well, Caitlin. I'm not blaming Harry Potter. Not blaming, just explaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, we find out that the ancient one draws power from from dark magic, mm. um, and now we understand why the one of the first lines in the movie is is Mads Mikkelsen yelling "hypocrite." Right. Uh, which made no sense in the cold open, yeah. uh, but eventually we get we come back to it as we always do. Yeah, uh, let's play spot Stanley, Stanley and Doctor Strange. Ooh, why do I feel like I used to have these all memorized and now I can't remember any of them? It's because uh, you're on the spot. It's true. Um, I give up. Well, where was he? He was on a bus reading uh, reading Aldous Huxley on a bus when. The when there's the fight is going on and they they slam right up against the side yeah. of the bus and, he, and he's reading all his hugs of all things. Yeah, uh, uh. it's a good one. Uh, there's a, there's there's better ones, yeah, of course. Um, but it's a good one. It's just um, it's one of those where it, I didn't see it coming because it was in the middle of a fight scene that right. I was really invested in. Right, and then yeah. all of a sudden he's there. It's like hey, Stanley. That's, that's nice. Hey, Stanley. <laughs> um, and then we get sort of the conceit of the the whole conceit of the movie, which is uh, when the ancient one dies and she looks, she's telling Doctor Strange, she says, "It's not about you." Yeah. And this is really what this whole movie is about: is his journey from me, me, me to the greater good. Right. Um, it's a very hero, which, which, which journey. Which it kind of it took him back to where, where, like, why why was he, why did he perform medicine? It wasn't it wasn't to make money it wasn't to gain fame that that was after the fact that was once he had that desire for the yeah. next big thing the 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 shout out when he's in the car and he is basically bored when they tell him about the, yeah. the air force pilot who with the with the seven spine the seven spine yeah it's right oh there he is thanks tim hey. the host um but yeah it basically it becomes about the popularity but originally, like, why were you there? You wanted to help people. You wanted to heal people, you know? And so she kind of helps him get back to that whole idea. 
I just love the, the bits getting cheered on and off, just getting thrown in there. Um, yeah, when she was dying was the be- was in Curtis's opinion the best scene. It was. It was the the conversation they had and the way the lightning was like arcing across the sky. Yeah, and, and it's going slow. It's kind of giving you. It's reminding you that like this is not happening in real time, yeah. real life time. Do you, are you annoyed by the fact that those nah. tr- those bits keep bouncing in front of your I'm face? I'm good. I'm good with it. Anything that anything that keeps keeps me off the screen is, <laughs> is fine. Um, and then. Um, and so it's not about you leads us to the final scene Dormammu I've come to bargain it's so good it's so good and it happens over and over, over and that, that infinite um, time loop and it's a time loop and it's it's the ultimate selfless act yeah. he will suffer for eternity but everyone on earth will be will be, be saved. will be saved he's yeah. made it he's he's achieved what he what he set out to achieve unknow to achieve unknowingly right. but he's made it um, and post credits um, Doctor Strange and Thor right um, with the yellow gloves the classic yellow washing gloves <laughs> oh, dig it yeah um, and he we'll see Thor says we're looking for my father and he basically says hey well if that means you and Loki are gonna leave right. it's a scene from Ragnarok it's a scene from Ragnarok which I didn't know at the time right um, but yeah if you're gonna leave well then I'll help you yeah. bye and and they're gonna take off um, and then uh, post credit scene number two this is uh, this becomes this is leads us into Doctor Strange 2. Mm. Uh, I, believe, I don't know what they're going to call yes. it, but uh, he uh, more visits um, visits Benjamin Bratt, right. takes away his power, and says too many sorcerers. Mm. And so now let's, you hit on this before, but so now this sets him up as Baron 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 Mordo. Mordo. I'm about to block both of you two if you don't quit it with the bits right now <laughs> y'all are ridiculous anyway yeah so he, he it sets up that he he will now become baron mordo um which is just a much better in my opinion uh villain than because mads mickelson's character was cool but he was very much just a setup villain to, for baron mordo to be uh the, 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 the like the long term villain for Doctor Strange and then Dormammu always there in the background always just you know, rippling just just rippling away yeah. <laughs> shimmering if you will and uh, it says Doctor Strange will return we know he's coming back we know he is I assumed that meant I assumed that that meant we're getting uh, we're, we're, we're going to see him the next time we'll see him is Doctor Strange 2 which right. we are uh, but we get to see him sooner yeah. we, we get to see him a couple times a couple more times it's exciting Moving on? Moving on. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Awesome Mix, Volume 2. Yes. Volume <laughs> 2. Out if we can ban people. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> ban me, <laughs> not them. I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to mute the, the notifications here pretty soon, because that cuts out over the audio. Anyway, so anyway. yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Uh, this one, this is one I saw in theaters because we enjoyed uh, Guardians One so much mm. that I had to go see this one in the theaters. It's okay. Really? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, w- tell I me, will tell you, it is not. It is not as good as number one, but number one set the bar again so high. It's so high. It I so think. Well I think the expectations were just, just too high. Yeah. Um, but it's still good. Yeah, uh, it was great. But again, weird, crazy CGI face replacement. Uh, young, a young-looking Kurt Russell. I believe it was a year, two years ago. Uh, we were going to go to Stockton Con, 
And Stockton Con, or was it Grape City Con, announced that they had an actor who was going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder who he is. And then we look up, he's Young Ego. I'm like, oh God, he's Young Ego. Uh, come to find out that uh, he is the body he's because the, they CGI'd, they CGI'd Kurt Russell, young Kurt Russell face. So his, the bot like driving and stuff, we're like, oh, we know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's a job. He's an actor. He's working hard. He's getting paid. I'm seriously going to ban all of you here, here <laughs> in a minute. Me and Mickey just keep talking. We don't need you. Um, so we get kind of a mysterious cold open yeah. in a way that he's, he's driving with, with Peter's mom and they plant a weirdo flower. Yeah. Where they go, look, they have a weird flower. Yeah. It's kind of strange. And then we, and then boom, we're back to, we're back to outer space mm-hmm. and uh, going after some batteries and a very... As an interesting take on a fight, on a on an epic fight scene, right? Which is ninety percent Baby Groot dancing and yeah. running around, which I wasn't mad about. Baby <laughs> was, Groot is adorable. I love that one. Uh, it's really just it's dancing a, around, but he looks angry the whole time. Yeah, it's interesting. The whole fight's going on behind you, you can kind of see what's happening, yeah. and uh, he's just kind of he's grooving. Once, once he gets the, he's trying to get the 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 XLR the jack. Yeah, it, which once again, this is interesting. They did use Vin Diesel yeah. for Baby Groot. Yeah. So you don't even need his voice to be deep. They actually had to, you know, pitch it up like a like a chipmunk. Um, They're like, hey, but, but we need to pay him a million dollars. But is that what they paid? Him? I have a million no idea. Bucks. It I, was I probably hope more. They, it was he, probably honestly, more. he probably came in. He's like, I'll do this for a quarter, whatever. He, I mean, yeah, he could do it for scale, um, for per diem. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it, it, baby, everybody loves a baby Groot. He's so cute. Yeah. Do you have a baby Groot toy? Uh, no, I have a group pop. I do not have a baby group. Not a baby group. No. All right, well, put it on your Christmas list. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a spaceship battle uh, where they're being chased by the um, the gold people. I yeah. can't remember their names right now. The, yeah. Anyway, uh, and all the sounds are 80s, uh, 8-bit because video games. They're all, sounds, they're, they're all playing... Unmanned pods. Yeah. Um, and I and I like that. I it was like every every time I heard a sound I recognized from an Atari game or something yeah. like that, I got really excited. <laughs> uh, and it works really well. Um, and then uh, and then they get saved by a, a guy on an egg. Yeah. And they don't really tell you who it is. You don't know. He's, but he's little. He's so little. He's little because it's it's the distance. And yeah. Just... And he just goes and they go. Who's? They go. There's some guy out there. Yeah. <laughs> they literally call and him. He's a like guy. riding it. He's like waving. And he's, God, it was waving weird. to him. And we find out it's ego. Yeah. Looking back, it's strange. It's, it it's strange, but uh, you know the whole thing is is strange. Yeah. It's it's a right amount of camp and uh, it 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 fits. I think uh, it, you couldn't get away with that in an Iron Man movie right. or Captain America, but you can do it here. Right. Oh, we could see Howard the Duck again yeah. briefly. Yeah. Um, and then we could see Yondu. Yeah. My old friend. Yeah. Um, with, his, with his big mohawk. He, he gets a big mohawk in this one. A prototype fin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a great scene. Baby Groot trying to <laughs> trying to locate <laughs> the fin the and bringing <laughs> all kinds of random things. When he brings the severed toe. Yeah. And he, can you please tell me that you have a freezer filled with severed? <laughs> and Yondu is just shaking his head no. <laughs> no, we don't. Um. There's a there's a great Stallone cameo in yeah. this. So, I would love to find out how that came to be. I have no idea how it came to be, but um, remember I was telling you last because last time we talked about because you can check this out on YouTube. Uh, last time we were talking about the fact that the Guardians were originally a completely different team in the original comics than they were from today. That original team, those are they're called the Guardians there, but in this movie, those like that old that old school team of Ravagers that get together that had Yondu on it. Yeah. They're the original Guardians. Okay. So he's Starhawk. 
um, which the only like the light like the the beams of light basically kind of across his chest mm-hmm. were a were a shout out to his classic costume where he has these massive like halos. Oh, very off cool. His chest. Very so cool. It, it was it was cool it was cool to see and that line that gut punch where where like where he tells him like where he describes you know, the, the colors won't fly at your funeral like you won't hear the horns Oof. because you stole because uh, you because you you trafficked in kids you know and that we we don't traffic yeah. in kids. So, it was... I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really well done. You're good. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Stolen came out of nowhere. We also had Tommy Flanagan as one of the... the as one of Yondu's crew. <laughs> as one of Yondu's crew. Uh, that's a great one. Uh, obviously a big fan of... Uh, of him on Sons of Anarchy. Right. Um, so to see him in this was fun. Steve Agee, who's a, an incredible comedian, he's hilarious. He, um, he's one of, he's one of Yondu's crew. He's like the, the big dumb one. Right. Um, he's fantastic. And obviously, uh, director's brother is, uh, Sean Gunn. He gets a, it's a big role, a bigger role in this one. Right. Um, it was a star spangled cast. He accidentally starts a mutiny. Right. Just by asking a question. Yeah. And then he, he tries to unmutiny. <laughs> <laughs> he does unmutiny. He rejoins. Chibs, yes. Chibs, Chib- yes. Chibs is in there. Uh, Tommy Flanagan with his with his scarred face. Yes, that's a real, real, one hundred percent. Yeah, Le- legit cut from side to side. Yeah, um, I do like when they come after uh, when when are they the Ravagers? They all come. They all show up and and rockets, booby traps, and and he's just running around. He's shooting just, them into the sky. Yeah, he's just launching guys in the sky. That's a great. fun. It's a fun scene. And yeah. shot. I love the way that it's shot. It's not just a ton of like quick cut action or right. shaky cam. It's and just the music, kinda, of course. And obviously the music. Yeah, uh, which is this movie is all about the music. Always. Um, when they go to Ego's world and they're they're flying around, that is just one big acid trip. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's just uh, huge. Um, and they play uh, My Sweet Lord. Uh, which is a which is a George Harrison song. Mm-hmm. I feel like they wanted Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but but <laughs> the Beatles them using the Beatles themselves were probably too expensive. But you could get a George Harrison song yeah. at, at a cut rate because you're only you know it's you know it's only one fourth of the Beatles, yeah. so it should cost one fourth, right? Unless yeah, it's a Ringo song, we'd hope. Uh, less. Then, no, no, then, then they pay you to do it. <laughs> uh, so we mentioned this last time. Um, it, 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 I'm assuming you're coming to it that it is revealed that ego is. Peter's dad. Mm-hmm. For the point of the story, making him half celestial, making that explains why he can hold the stone, making ego, it works. From a comic standpoint, mm. it could not have been more incorrect. So tell me what what it what would have been correct. So in the comics, he is um, he is the son. Of Jason, King Jason, J apostrophe S O N, because apparently you take out an A and they're like, yeah, it's an yes. alien now. Alien name. So Jason, the king of Spartax. So Spartax is a planet out there. They fight the Kree. They fight the Skrulls. They're a warlike race. His, the king of Spartax is Peter's father. Mm-hmm. So it would have just been his dad is an alien. Instead, they're like, how can we explain that he can hold the Infinity Stone, mm. make his dad a Celestial? Now, that being said, the way they did Ego was also 100% incorrect. <laughs> I still enjoyed it. I liked it for the purpose of the film. I always like when they, because it's it's just like, movies are just like comic books. When you give a different writer and they do a different spin on it, there's nothing wrong with that. But some people feel like it's, you know, disrespectful to the source material. 
they're all they're always different from the original source material. Superman flies now. He didn't fly in the first original action comics. He leapt tall buildings in a single bound. He jumped high. He didn't so fly. It was a feat of strength, not a not a exactly. Feat of it was magic. a propulsion as opposed to. Anyway, back to my point. Ego. They did it for a second when they show his face in the atmosphere. In the comics, Ego is literally a planet with a face. Like, he's got a mustache and everything. It's ridiculous. And he has a big mouth and he has eyes and he flies through the galaxy. So in this one, he's the brain at the center of a planet he created and then he made a... Which makes more sense in a lot of ways. Like, this, that he would be this celestial brain that built a cocoon around himself and then because of his powers, he basically molded that planet. It almost makes more sense than Ego, the giant talking planet that's floating through space. So it would have been it, hard to explain a lot of things if they had gone that route. Yeah, yeah, it would it would have been strange. So it's it's a little, it again it made sense for the film, completely wrong for the comics, but works definitely works. Yeah, um, when there's the mutiny scene, we get introduced to Taserface. <laughs> they they spend a lot of time making fun of Taserface. Fun fact: Do you know the actor who played Taserface? I I remember looking it up and being like, I've seen him and stuff. Do you watch This Is Us? No. I don't like crying. Um, anyway, all the if time. you watch This Is Us and you like crying all the time, Toby, Toby, the love interest of the sister of the big three, which means nothing to you. Nope. Uh, Toby from This Is Us is Taserface. So <laughs> en- enjoy, fans of This Is Us. <laughs> so basically, I'm talking to a Steve's and to my wife. Steve, yeah. I'm talking to a Steve's and my wife at this point. Uh, but yeah. like to cry. But Taserface, it's metaphorical. <laughs> Yeah, they, they spend a lot of time in this movie making fun of Taserface, and I laughed at almost all of it. Yeah. Uh, it really almost. got me at the end. All at the end, I really I, I enjoyed seeing the uh, the 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 perfect being, uh, which she she cracks up. She can't she can't help but crack up when yeah. he says, "Make sure he knows it was Taserface." It was Taserface. <laughs> She's like, "Okay, your name's Taserface." <laughs> the the good. I will say that the humor in this one, while still funny was not nearly as natural. It, it didn't feel as natural to me as the first one. Uh, <laughs> Certainly. Agree. Agree. Um, Peter gets his uh, Field of Dreams moment with Ego. They ha- get to have a catch. They start with a little ball. It turns into a football yeah. a little bit, but it's definitely a Field of Dreams yeah, moment. Yeah, You get to have a catch with your dad. Yeah. With pops. All right. I, I feel like we should we should speed through a little bit here. Yeah. Let's... Let's move on. Let's move towards the end of the movie. Yeah, because you didn't finish it. Because I didn't finish the movie, because I got so excited to see Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. That I was like, "Let's move. Let's get this rolling." <laughs> and so where, where did where did you stop? I when did I end this? When Nebula does a thing. Hold on, I wrote it down. When so she like, shoots. When she shoots her in the cave. Yep. Yeah. And Nebula comes on the comes on the attack. Right. And. She's just the worst because yeah. she's about to die, right. and Gamora saves her, and then she's like, "Great, let's! I'm going to keep fighting you." And Gamora other. says, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, uh, that's about where I that's about where I tapped out on this one, which I had seen before, but I was just sort of like, "I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move on." I got, I, I there's so much, I, there's so much I haven't done, so yeah. much I haven't seen. So, from there, we basically find out that Ego has been going around all these planets, and he's been. Um, making Peters on every planet with every race. He makes a Peter because he's trying to find someone who is compatible with him so that they can help him ascend and take over the universe more or less. Right. So his plan is his, his him finding Peter 
Star-Lord is not so much a great act of fatherly love as it is... He needs a battery. He just looking for a battery. He needs a battery to power his thing that's going to take over. And then he's going to basically... Those flowers he's planted all over the place... He's once he has enough power, he can spread himself and just take over the universe. It takes, takes over, it's all about taking over the it's whole. Always universe. about taking over the universe. It's it, it's it's a great villain villain reveal because up until this point, it's really sort of a you know is Yondu's the villain. Right. The, they're they're being chased after by I can still can't remember the name. The perfect, sovereign. The sovereign. The, the sovereign. And it's sort of I mean it's not so much unclear, but there's a there's kind of a there's a lot of irons in the fire and and when we have the subplot of this like boy and his dad and we're we're getting seeds of yeah. uh, you know uh, Gamora's not quite trusting it and uh, we don't know what's we we don't we don't know what's going on but but we have that un that unsettled feeling and would you really waste Kurt Russell such a big actor on such a if he was just going to show up and be his be his loving dad no, God no he has he has to no, be he has to make a turn or he could be Jack Burton driving the pork chop express I just do. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China all the time the impressions it's it's either Pork Chop <laughs> Express or uh, Mr. Button anyway <laughs> uh, same as it's, you know it's the same as we got with Robert Redford where it was like that's a great right. Robert Redford's he had, great he had to be but evil he couldn't have he couldn't just be this functionary be the guy the government guy he had to be evil he couldn't just be that so, so um, it's revealed he's evil he's been he's been collecting his children and basically been using them up in, a, in an attempt to power this universal takeover Peter's the only one who could do it because he can, he can, and and he he's sort of attracted to that. Hey, he mm-hmm. can hold an infinity stone. Yep. We we know that we know that he's got, he's got some serious power. Yeah. So, um, he basically explains his plan. Peter is Peter's like, he more or less brainwashes him kind of. But Peter then uh, kind of feels like, wait, what about my friends? What about this? Um, because he's not one hundred percent for it. So ego then basically says whatever I'll just use you then and he turns him into this battery and then uh, then he admits that he, uh, he as he put it, it 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 hurt him so much to put that tumor in her head so he killed he killed Peter by putting the tumor in her head Oof. so that that's a tough one that then like that's the thing that brings like his friends everything that's the thing that brings him back all of a sudden he's like you killed my mom again back to this whole like yeah, you killed, killed my, mom. my mom like Always Bucky killed Tony's to mom. mom like it's all about that so he then uh, basically goes off and starts using his powers to fight Ego um he then is rejo- he rejoins the guardians they find out that they have to blow up the brain of the center of ego because mantis is now helping them mm-hmm. because mantis knows that she's been helping with this evil plan the whole time uh so they try to distract ego while baby groot and rocket use the batteries the batteries they stole to mm-hmm. make a bomb that's going to blow up ego's brain um that's where we get this great fight scene that's where we get eventually um yondu saving peter oh man yeah, all the feels are coming. And we're, we're, all the we're, feels where he tells him, you know, he may have been your your father, but he ain't your daddy, ain't your boy. daddy boy. And then uh, oh. we also get the classic uh, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all" line, <laughs> which was just extremely well done. Yeah, uh, that was great. That that was fantastic. It was and it was super. Just, the, the way this, the way I that line, the line from Yondu, it just kills. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and and Rooker down. delivers it. Just so, just, just so like, like, I don't know who Mary Poppins is. Is 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 it cool? Is it cool? Yeah. Yeah. 
Mary Poppins, y'all. So, so uh, we then um, the guardians escape. Ego is killed. Yondu sacrifices himself to save Peter. It's very emotional. Um, they then have a Ravager funeral for Yondu, where they lay all the things that they lay all of the uh, what do you call it, um, like his like medals and stuff over him, and they basically like push him out into the engines so his uh, ashes go out through into space, and then suddenly all of the Ravagers appear because they find out what Yondu did. They found out that he basically atoned for his sins. And then the horns play, and they all shoot their colors. He gets a, a proper, uh, proper goodbye, a proper funeral. He gets the salute from all of them. There, yeah, so many of them loved him and saw him as a friend and a brother. So Yondu gets the Ravager funeral. It's very emotional, and then we see his stardust turn into an arrow at the end. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's go back and let's let's do a Yondu origin movie. I'm down with it. I'm into it. But that's the thing. The by because in the, at the end, the other thing you do see is in the post credit scene is the Ravagers getting together. Yes. And so they're kind of doing it for Yondu, like one more job. So I have no idea if they're ever going to actually go, but they could do an origin story where they talk about them as Ravagers, I think being the original Guardians. I, I, I would, I'd pay to see it. I'd be down with it. There you go. So that's, that's you know, 12 bucks you get yeah. out of me. Then the I other mean, the other post-credit scene is Stan Lee, who gets two cameos in He this gets movie. a double. Well, this, hold on. This movie has... Technically, five post-credit sequence or or mid-credit sequence. That's true. It has a lot. So it, so not all of them substantial or consequential, right. but they're all they're all worth what we're all sticking around for. So first, Stanley is when they're when they're jumping like we're doing all the warp jumps and they get all like crazy and like warped in space and stuff. You see him talking to the Watchers. Yes, and he's explaining all these different lives he's lived, and he's kind of like, "Then I was a delivery man." <laughs> yes, and it's like. It's very meta because he's he, talking yeah, all of his scenes he knows. from. He knows he's a watcher. Yeah. Um, then we also he, the the post credit scene where the watchers are leaving him behind, and he's like, "Who's my ride?" Uh, we also get the he David plays Pass- a gr- he plays a great old man, hundred percent. Yeah, he's, it's like he's actually old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get the David Hasselhoff music video. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I mean, first of all, let's go back to the the, the 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 Hasselhoff cameo. Yeah. Was so predictable yeah. and yet so satisfying. <laughs> Where he transforms into He's, him because yeah. he always thought that Hasselhoff was his dad. Yeah, it's great. And then, uh, and then at the end, of the music video. Yeah, I mean, what you can't, you're not. What are you going to bring the Hoff in for one for one scene? Yeah, no, you got to use him. It was so well done. I mean, the man can bring down the Berlin Wall. Yep, it's true. Huge in Germany, single-handedly the Hoff. Yeah, he did all himself. We also see that's why you don't hassle. You don't hassle the Hoff. We see Peter dealing with teenage Groot. <laughs> as his voice is changing and he has vines everywhere and he's just like I'm not boring I'm not boring as he's playing his video games as he's playing his video games yeah I like te- teenage well I don't like teenage group but I like the idea that they've already set up like hey time's passing yeah we, Even though we know next... we know from the pre- the previous for Infinity War that that's farther in the future because Infinity War he's still that's baby right he's still he's baby Groot in... they just wanted to show it's teenage just... Groot yeah I think it was it was just for fun leaving but, all uh... the vines everywhere that's <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a satisfying end I yeah. think yeah. Um, and it's a big okay we're gonna jump now mm. from Guardians of the Galaxy yeah Volume Two yeah to Spider Man something we never saw coming. This is this is a this is a wild change. Ooh, yeah. So, how did first of all how did we get a how did we get a Spider Man movie in the MCU? Logistically, give me, give me the short version. Yeah, because this could go. This I, could be I, I, when it comes to contracts, I have no idea. Sony owns the rights to Spider Man. 
um, they have to make a Spider-Man movie every so often to retain those rights. Basically, somewhere along the line, Kevin Feige, the president of uh, Marvel Studios, basically met with the president of Sony and was like, hey. John Sony. Exactly. John Sony. Uh, big fan. And was basically like, hey, we're making billion dollar movies. Your your last two Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2, didn't do great. Um, let us use Spider-Man. And they basically came to an agreement that involves someone producing it and then someone distributing it and someone getting paid. And I don't know the actual... Basically, they, they came a to... A lot of people are making a lot of a money lot of people, and we're not two of them. Exactly. 100%. We don't... I, I mean, we those bits, by the way, we get one penny each. So we got, you guys are throwing two pennies at us a time. Thanks. We'll take them. We'll take them. Whew. Uh, but the yeah, kids so... <laughs> but... So they, they basically... It's, it's a conjunction. He exists in the... The Marvel Universe now, but Sony still retains the rights. And away we went. And, and off we go. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. What do you think of Tom Holland? He's British. Can, can, can Brits not play Spider-Man? I mean, he, he did pretty good. I think, he, I think he's one of the best. Uh, I think he's... I, I liked him. I have not seen another Yeah, you haven't Spider-Man. seen the other one. my only Andrew Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, the problem with them is they're a little older. And so you never got to get that high school Peter. They tried to make them high school age, and it didn't work. Tom Holland... Looks, acts the part of a teenage Peter Parker, which is so important to the Spider-Man character. That he's this dweeby, <laughs> just poor kid because of all the things that happened to his family. But in this movie, he goes to a very special school for very gifted, uh, science-y, smarty, smart kids. Yeah, yeah, but he still lives in a, in a cheap apartment yep. with, his, with his... With Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Hey. With his aunt. Aunt May. Aunt May. Yeah. Um... So, let's start here. They don't spend a lot of time on origin in this. Not at all. Which there, I there's loved. a there's a line. There's I one line it. where he's explaining to his buddy yeah. that he was he basically says, oh so he got bit by a spider did it hurt or something like that yeah. and that's all we get oh, and right. I'm I'm cool with it because we don't need new origin stories every single time. They're great. Origin stories are fun. Reboots are interesting. You've got a new actor. Maybe you want to do that, but we have more to get to. We're, I'm sick of Batman's parents being killed. I'm sick of them being gunned down in an alley, and they keep showing it. This one, they were like, hey, let's not show that Uncle Ben dies. Let's not show him getting bit by a spider. Let's just say, hey, he's Spider-Man. He is Spider-Man. Accept it. Move on. And we were, and, <laughs> and, and no one was like, wait, how did he become... Well, I don't understand Who's how... Spider-Man? Like, you need Ant-Man's origin story. You don't need Spider-Man's origin We've story. We've got it. We've got it. We we understand it. We I've know. never seen a Spider-Man movie, and I still know. Radioactive spiders. Bite. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Ben, yeah. Yeah, oh, Uncle Ben. He makes yeah. great rice. Yeah. <laughs> you knew there was going to be an Uncle Ben joke in there. Exactly. Um, this movie starts off, opening scene, Michael Keaton. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he's good. Man, is he good. So good. He disappeared for a few years there, and I don't know what he was doing, but we know he was really getting amazing at acting. Yeah, he was. He, was, he, he, was, was, he had cocooned himself. He was killing it. Yeah. Um, and in this movie, he's incredible. Yeah. He, uh, the, and the, the, the way they do it is just a, a simple way of tying it in to the rest of the Marvel Universe is that he is part of this crew who was supposed to be cleaning up after the events of the Avengers, and he gets screwed out of that, and it basically he had kind of hurts him financially, and that turns him towards his life of 
not violent crime, but but trafficking well, of illegal enabling violent crime exactly by trafficking yeah an alien technology. Yeah, what did they call it? The uh, Department of Damage Control, which yeah. is a joint venture from the Feds and Stark. Which Damage Control was a reference to the comic books. There was at one point a team who they were literally like construction workers, and they were the cleanup people behind the superheroes. They were called Damage Control. Damage Control. It was kind of a lame concept. They, they they use it here. They, they use it, it here well. It's a good. It's a good. It it's sense. a good setup, it's, and it's a good um, nod to the comics. And it gives him. Uh, it gives him uh, the right motivation towards mm-hmm. uh, towards his his supervillainness. Right. Um, what's funny is I didn't know, not knowing the comics, not knowing, not seeing a Spider Man movie. I see him in a bird suit. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton in a bird suit, and yeah. I say, "Well, that's Birdman. <laughs> that must be." It must be Birdman. Yeah, uh, he's not Birdman. No, he's the Vulture. The Vulture, and he is. Uh, he is again. Remember how we talked last time about how in the Ultimate Comic Universe Falcon was in like a mechanical suit, yeah, as opposed to just being in a in, in a bird, and bird suit. So the way they did it here, which was also uh, I think a really good way of handling it, rather than making him a dude in a green bird suit with a beak like nose, <laughs> they're like, no, let's give him a suit. And the whole vulture idea is the way he picks the scraps from these aliens and then sells it. Oh, I like and that. And then that, and instead he has this mechanical suit that is awesome. It is really cool. Yeah. Uh, they use it to they use it to great effect. Um, I liked the idea of Peter Parker being on his phone, basically making Snapchat stories right. of everything. And they do a great thing where they show him doing that in the behind the scenes of the Civil War yeah. uh, tarmac fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like a whole different camera angle, whole different perspective on it. Uh, he's, right. Whoa, this guy just got huge. I gotta go. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly what somebody, what a kid in a high school kid would, would be, be doing, doing exactly. right now. Just Snapchatting constantly and uh, making a little movie out of it. Yeah. Um, I, I loved everything about that mechanic. Um, I thought it worked really well uh, for the movie. It moved the story along. Um, the bank robbery scene with the Avengers masks, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. I, thought, I didn't, I, I didn't see it coming. I did see when he, when he, I did like when he goes into the bodega and he's like, "Hey, this guy's a, he's 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 so he seems inconsequential, but he's actually really important to me." I was like, "That guy gonna die." Yeah. Like now he did not die, but his shop did get pretty well blowed up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the uh, the introduction of what these what these crazy weapons are, right. what they can do, and having it be. Uh, him calling the cops. Uh, Spider Man is fighting the Avengers in a bank. <laughs> uh, I I I liked it, and I loved um, I I loved the way that they they shot the fight scene, um, and the dialogue, the heavy dialogue of just sort of you know it's it's quick one liners, which uh, is which is so. That Spider Man, yeah, you, which you explained to me, I was 100%. like, I don't, I don't get it. And you were like, you gotta know Spider Man to know that does. that's that's that he he is yeah. full of those. He is full of the self deprecating uh, comments, and he is full of the witty one liners and the how am I going to like talk these guys out of the situation while simultaneously hitting them with webs. Yeah, it's uh, um, in context. I I loved it. I yeah. thought it was great. Um, this movie had. It's a lot of it's a lot of really good action, mm-hmm. um, and it flowed so well. Like I barely knew that like that it was almost over. Yeah. You know, it was just like I'm just like it was we're well, jumping well, from, very well paced. We're jumping from one thing to the other. It's the uh, um, we get a we get a nice little uh, high school romance little love story, and then uh, I like the big reveal that of course you're gonna fall in love with with 
with the girl whose dad is the vulture. Right. I mean, that had to happen. That the the car scene. Oh yeah, it that. was like straight out of a friggin'. It was like the like Goodfellas kind of a thing. It was so well done. Where the way he threatened him because he knew he was Spider Man. I thought My, Michael Keaton was. I'm so glad, and I'm also really glad they didn't kill him. Yeah. Because he was, he does not deserve it because he's so good, and and we can have him back. Exactly, we need him because they set up, they set up with the way this the Sinister Six. So we're the who now? Yes. So the Sinister Six, classic, um, classic Spider-Man villains. It's basically after he fights all these different guys, they basically all get together and realize they have to join up to fight him. So it's been multiple iterations, but a lot of a lot of the times, Vulture, Scorpion. Electro, who was uh, Jamie Foxx's character, you didn't see the other one. Never mind. Um, he basically he 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 fights a bunch of guys. They all join together and become this team of six people who fight him, the Rhino. And we get that because the guy with the scorpion tattoo in prison. That's that's the hint that he might be joining up and Ooh. forming the Sinister Six. And it's also now they're even because he saved his life by telling him no. Yes. Not to not to kill him. Basically, now yeah. they're now they're even. So if I knew where he was, I would, yeah, yeah. But we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, there's a couple cameos in this. I love Hannibal Burris. Yeah. Uh, and Donald Glover. Yeah. Uh, that was I didn't see that coming at all. And he he is again a comic book nod. He the character's name is the same uh, name of the character Night Prowler, who is oh. a bad guy who turns good guy who like helps out Spider Man. Uh, not that we think he's actually gonna be Night Crawl or Night Prowler, but it was a nod. It's a it's a it's, it's, a it's nod, always so. always good comic nods. Yeah, they uh, they're sprinkled in exactly throughout. I I love um, so Tony gives him the new the upgraded suit, and I love the, uh, the they call it the uh, the training wheels protocol. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a the hack. There's a what's there's another one that that's on there. There's training wheels and there's um, oh I'm sure I wrote it to baby monitor protocol. Yeah. Uh, so he knows where he is at all right at all times. So he has to hack through the. Uh, the training wheels protocol. He has to remove the the tracker out of it. But I just I love that Tony just can't he can't help but he could have called it anything else. But he calls it baby monitor protocol. He just has to needle him every every chance every he chance gets. again. Make sure he still knows he's a kid. Yeah. Um, oh, the uh, that's what you said. The scene on the ferry mm. uh, that was nothing what was what I was expecting. And then when he I thought he I was sure well okay now Spider Man's figuring it out. He's using the suit to identify that he's gonna save the day and he doesn't save the yep. day. Uh which sets us up for, you know, Tony giving him a, a sweet lecture. Right. The way yeah, when he when he argues when they argue and then he's like, You're not even here and the suit opens up and he's actually, and he's there. actually I was there. like yes. Yeah. It was such a good it like like Tony was annoying through the whole thing, but at the same time he wasn't because it was just he was ever like we always thought he was just like oh I'm gonna be the kid's mentor but I'm never actually gonna talk to the kid but the whole time you know he's actually very much involved in mentoring yeah. him he's just making it seem like he's not yeah kind of yeah he's uh, he's doing it in his very in a very Tony way yeah yeah which they hint at at the end where it's like oh he knew you knew I was gonna say no enough too he's like yeah 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 and totally like, cancel and then, the press conference yeah Pepper comes out oh we can see Pepper again yeah, yeah. yeah Pepper comes out and there is a room full of reporters in there uh, but he turns down the suit uh, which so he's uh, he's he's making the he's making the in his in his 
the strong choice, and which is a lot for a young guy. Because he knows that he needs to spend a little more time as the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So are we going to get a movie called Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man? I really hope so. I've wanted <laughs> one for just a long petty time. Spider-Man fighting petty crime. I'd be just... down with it. Except for the fact that now he's going to be the Iron Spider in Infinity War. So we'll... The Iron Spider. Yes. Tell me about Iron Spider. So in, the, uh, in Civil War, the original Civil War comic, Spider-Man originally sides with Tony, as he does in the comic book. Um, and he's given the Iron Spider costume. So he has his normal like cloth costume with his web spinners. Uh, Iron Man then builds him the Iron Spider, which is this super advanced, technical, really similar to the, the movie costume that has like these like big it actually has like spider legs and stuff that he can use Ooh. to be more mobile been more combat uh, effective so that's the suit that's introduced it's like, like it looks all metal it looks like yeah. a lot more tech that's to the it. one that he shows him that he turns down so that's the one that he's gonna be wearing we've seen him wearing it in the infinity war trailer so he's ah. he but he doesn't have the legs but he's going to be the iron spider the iron spider yeah. i like it uh so we finished with some post credit scenes wait a minute we didn't do spot stanley i skipped it spot stanley yeah, I'm not even gonna guess. I can't so, uh, in the scene in the alley, no, he had with, with the, the the people are all yelling. They're all out, yelling out the windows. He's yelling out the window, and he's he like says, flirting. He says, "Don't make me come down there, you punk!" And he's again playing a great old man. <laughs> he's playing a great old man who like and loves Spider Man more than anything. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a, it's it's a, that's a it's another really good one. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. sidetrack. <laughs> Post credits. Um, so we see Vulture, like we we're talking about, in the jail. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the guy says, hey, you know you know who he is. Right. You know where I can find him. And Vulture doesn't take it. Right. He doesn't take him up on it. Now, that, now they're even. Now, now they're, they're squared even. away. So now he can get out and he can go after him. Yeah. And then <laughs> the second post credit scene, this one's just just for fun, just pure comedy, is a Captain America uh, video for the PSAs about patience. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just sitting there in the theater. Are you waiting? And then it's uh, it's basically making fun of us all, yeah, sitting, sitting there. And he's just standing there. I had the the luxury of fast forwarding through credits <laughs> to it, and uh, and I still felt a little god. god no, we we, god. we that was one of those times where we were like, yeah, no, they, they've realized they've realized they could do that joke now. They can, it's been going for ten yeah, years. Yeah, this is a ten this ten is ten year gag years. in the making. They probably wrote it year one and said, yep. don't use it yet. Yeah, save it. Oh, so well done. Sit on it. All right. Spider-Man will return. Yes. But before then, yes. Thor Ragnarok. Woo. Wow. Mm. This is my first time seeing it. Okay. Um and I'm a Thor fan. Yeah. I I can even I can even see the the good parts in Thor 2. Right. The Dark World. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a few of them in there. Yeah. All right. Thor Ragnarok. <sighs> Taika this, Watiti, man. This guy can direct. Taika freaking Watiti. Did you see uh, what we do in the shadows? I haven't. Oh my god! I, if you, I have to. You have. I know. To see I have it. it's to. Amazing. I've seen it's trailers. Incredible. I'm like, it's that's ah, perfect for me. Uh, yeah. This this thing is so good. Um, it, we start out Thor in a cage, <laughs> talking. We think he's talking to us, talking but he's actually talking to to the skeleton. Um, so this thing starts out on on a note of uh, of of sort of self-referential and and comedy yeah um from the very beginning and then he breaks out and we're hit in the face with led zeppelin and a sweet fight scene yeah um so it's action it's comedy followed by action right away with a great uh with a great back with a, a, a great uh musical uh I don't know, it's not a score right um, a soundtrack is yeah. the word we're looking for there um this thing from the very beginning it's just like i'm into it it was it was just yeah. it was i think they they saw that 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 Thor 2 wasn't 
didn't do as good. So they were like, let's just kind of take this in a different direction. Yeah, and they they definitely they they, they just, definitely let them let them have their have have whatever fun they wanted with it. And they just and they just took Guardians of the Galaxy and they crushed it up and they just sprinkled it over. Yeah, like salt with a style. with a with a kiwi cinnamon uh, <laughs> <Kiwi. laughs> touch. He uh, he's nailing it. Yeah, uh, we Carl Urban. So didn't recognize him at first. I almost, yeah. I was like, I know this guy. Where, yeah. do, where do I know him from? I had to look it up. Um, he's great. He's <laughs> got these from a place called Texas. Texas. He's got like M16s or something. Yeah, they're Deaths in Troy. Yes. Deaths Troy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This movie has the best cameo of any... Are you referring to the play? The play of Loki and Thor's... <laughs> the, the tragedy the of Loki of Asgard. Yes, this has an amazing cameo. Do we want to... Do we give it away? So this it, is a spoiler. Spoiler. Not, this is the greatest spoiler. It's been out. So we have uh, Matt Damon as Loki. As Loki. We have the other Hemsworth. Luke Hemsworth. Luke Hemsworth. No one cares about Luke. Uh, the, as the Thor. Lesser, the lesser Hemsworth. The lesser Hemsworth. He's like uh, he's like uh, the Baldwin who was Barney Rubble. Um, <laughs> the and, other Baldwin. Yeah, and then we have... Um, oh, I'm blanking on his Sam name. Sam Neill. Thank you. Sam Neill from Jurassic Park fame as Odin. <laughs> and it was just a ridiculous... It's just so A ridiculous crazy. play about how how great how, Loki about How great Loki is. Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that even not seeing this in the theater, seeing it as late... As I did, the fact that I this was this cameo was not spoiled for me right. made it it just made me so happy. I was like, "How yeah. is Matt Damon in this?" <laughs> that was a good. That's a good secret. Uh, and you know, and I'm glad. I'm glad because now that Matt Damon has done that, he can never be in the Marvel universe again because you you're only right. get to be in there once. So and now we're done. done. Now we're, we're now we're gonna, have, now we don't have to worry about Matt Damon being shoehorned into something. I don't know. He could you know Black Panther two, <laughs> the White Panther. <laughs> Really, White Panther, <laughs> White Tiger is a role, White, but I'm not gonna. But we're not gonna. It's not gonna be Matt Damon's oh, God, role. No. Um, the shots in Norway, mm. Odin in Norway, oh, beautiful. Oh man, it's so an amazing. Done. It's it's such a simple scene. You see that you see it coming a mile away. Yeah. Uh, not the reveal of them having a sister, right? I mean, you knew that. Oh, 100 percent. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, but it's just it's a it's a great ending for Odin. Yeah. I think it's uh, it was it was really nice and uh, you know Anthony Hopkins is killing it. Right. Um, it's a nice ending and then it leads us right into goth Kate Blanchett. <laughs> you can't you never trust an elf. Never, never trust an elf. Never trust because Galadriel elf. turns into Hela, the goddess of death. The goddess of death. The goddess. The way she pronounces it. Did you say the goddess? Goddess. So the the Norway scene. Was just so incredibly beautiful, but also the line where where Odin basically references that Asgard isn't a place to be. It's not a place. And he's to like, people. this could be Asgard, and it's just so. And they're oh. standing in Norway. Oh, on a, it's not a lake; it's a fjord. Fjord, and then he dies. And then he dies. Um, but it's nice. Yeah. Um, tell me about so they get they they're in the. Uh, is it they're in the Bifrost? Yes, they're being and they get by ejected the out the side. Yes. Yeah. And they end up in a junkyard of yeah. some description. Yeah. What is going on? Here? So this this idea that the Bifrost is that whole like the idea of, of the fastest you know 
the shortest distance between two points is a straight line sort of a thing. Like, it, like, folds time. It folds, and, yeah, and okay. it folds space and time, so when they get ejected out of it, because they're super powerful, it doesn't kill them, but it throws them, cascades them off, and they get lost. They both happen to go to the same planet, which is full of a bunch of portals that are all just dumping trash. They're all just trash. dumping trash onto, onto this planet where he's picked up by Valkyrie, yeah. Tessa Thompson. Didn't see it coming... The only bad part about this is that she then she wasn't in Black Panther. Yeah, she could have been great in Black Panther too. And we we we, we could still get her. She's not gone. No. Uh, but again, another another change from the comics that was just so everyone was fine with it because Valkyrie in the comics is a white blonde haired white chick. She doesn't uh, need to be though. No, exactly. Well, and because the way they did it in this one was she is a Valkyrie as opposed to not Valkyrie. The Valkyrie. She is a Valkyrie. For all we know. Brunhilde the Valkyrie who is the one who gets killed her love interest maybe yeah. that was the Valkyrie that we were known from the comic books maybe so it's totally one of those things that changed and no one cares uh yeah she I, I liked her character as, as, a, a, as, a, as a as a drunk as a drunk uh I don't is I don't not sure if it was necessary but it worked yeah <laughs> <laughs> um then the pure imagination scene Pure imagination from uh, from Willy Wonka is actually playing in the background yeah. of that scene, and he's going through, and then he comes face to face with Jeff Goldblum, the Grand Master. The Grand Master. So I mentioned the relation in the comics: the Grand Master and the Collector, right, are brothers. So they look similar, they dress similar, and they have that like same like little yeah the little little, little flavor down saver. the middle so they could be brothers they just don't hint at they it. haven't uh, they they haven't made it explicit exactly. yet maybe they don't feel like it maybe uh maybe Goblin wasn't eager to sign a, a two movie deal yet i hope so. he is so in in the comics the grandmaster of course is the way the collector is all about collections the grandmaster is all about um like games and competitions well he makes that very clear yeah he does uh he's got uh, he's got the epic stadium mm-hmm. uh that's um, I guess I guess it's just Gladiator, mm-hmm. just it's intergalactic Gladiator, yeah. and it's amazing. So it um, the way we talked about how we can never get any more solo Hulk films, um, but the but the the that basically the heads of the production were like, hey, we but we still want to make like Hulk movies. So that's why this is just as much Thor Ragnarok as it is Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk is again one of the best Hulk storylines of all time. Where rather than launching himself into space, a bunch of these superheroes decide that Hulk is too dangerous, so they launch him into space. Mm. And the idea is he's going to be dropped on an uninhabited planet. He can live his life and eat in comfort. Do you think be a Hulk? Someone sabotages it, and he gets sent to Sakar, which is this planet where, um, with all this, uh, these the gladi- gladi- gladiatorial combat, and he becomes the champion. He's going to live there. He has a wife. And then someone also rigs his ship to then explode and destroy the planet. So then he comes back to Earth very angry and fights all the superheroes. Mm. Regardless, we kind of get hints at that in this because he is now, he's here, he's content, he's the champion, he's, he's the, the Hulk champion. All and the he's time. always Hulk. Always Hulk. He's, uh, it, they, they, two years. Yeah, eventually they say he's been the Hulk for two years. Yeah. So he can talk a lot. Mm. Um, I don't think we've seen him talk as Hulk before. We've only ever in, in grunts in, in Avengers when he smashes Loki and he says "puny god." Puny god, you're so right. So okay. he doesn't talk much, um, but this idea that once he's in control, he can he's in control. He's the one. I love that they reference uh, Greg Pak. Greg Pak is a he's a, he's writing Hulk right now. Um, a really fantastic um, comic writer. Um, they he he's the one that kind of creates this. Um, 
this idea of when he's Bruce Banner, he's driving and the Hulk's in the trunk. And the Hulk's always trying to get out and get his hand on the wheel. Mm-hmm. And then maybe when he's the Hulk, they're both in the but they're both fighting for the wheel. Now he's in the trunk and the Hulk is driving. So the ah, way they, the way they reference way that, that, it was yeah. a really cool way to of a nod to the comics because that's what Greg Pak. That's what he. That's the way he sometimes shows panels where you'll see him looking and he's looking in the rearview mirror and he sees the trunk vibrate because the Hulk's trying to bust. <laughs> okay. So it was very well done. But yeah, this idea that he is now, since the Hulk is in complete control, we hear him talking even more because he yeah. is at the forefront. He's, he's not fighting for control. Okay. Yeah, and I, it, it didn't bother me yeah. to have him talking. It was just like, oh, okay, so uh, Hulk's talking now. Yeah, yeah. He's having, having some, some serious he's conversations. He's talking more. Um the scene with Korg in the, uh, I guess, the locker room, if you will. I was I'm dying. Cool. This is my friend Meek. He's got blades for hands. <laughs> Taiko Atiti. I, I watched, I watched, I, I read some interviews. It was originally he was just doing stand-in stuff. He was not supposed to be that role. And then they did it, and they're like, that was just too perfect. It was too good. It was too good. It's good. It had me completely rolling uh, the whole time, yeah. I, just, I wanted more. I yeah, because just... the the a lot of people thought because Korg is in Planet Hulk and he's one of the gladiators that he joins forces with, and when we first see that rock person in Thor: The Dark World that he uppercuts with the hammer and mm-hmm. destroys. We're like, oh crap, was that supposed to be Korg? I hope that wasn't. Yeah, Korg. and now we actually dispatched meet... with him real quick. <laughs> now we actually meet Korg, and it's just oh, he's just he's so good. Didn't get yeah. enough pamphlets. <laughs> My mother and the stupid boyfriend came. <laughs> I loved it. His lines loved, were gold. He was so good. It, it's um, it cracked me up. Um, we do see then we we see Stanley mm. with Stanley's he job. He's the barber. He's the barber. He's this crazy barber who. Uh, one of the things that Caitlin and I actually agree on. Um, she brought it up. I didn't really think of it in the moment, but she brought it up after the fact after we saw it. It was kind of overdone how much Thor freaks out about his hair getting cut. Where he's like, he, when at first when he's like, no, don't touch my, like it was kind of yeah. cool, and then he like screams like a little kid, and it was yeah, kind of like really doesn't want. It his, was like that's a little too over the top. It was, it like was de- like Stan Lee was great, where he just like turned the massive machine, this giant. Thing, but then yeah. yeah, he just it just didn't. He just wasn't. Thor Thor was a little too much in that scene when he's getting his haircut. He looks cool afterwards. He looks so. cool. Yeah. Stole my look with the two lines. The two lines. That's what I used to do that one as my band long before this. Long before this. Was not inspired by this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. The Thor Hulk gladiator fight. Awesome. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think it's. It's. It's really well choreographed. It's uh, the back and forth of it yeah. is great. Um, Thor with a hammer, not right. not his hammer. His hammer is gone. Yeah. Um, that's just. A, it's a really good. I mean, it's a really good combat scene. It's really good. It's tough because we're looking at a a CGI green monster, yeah. and it could have looked just hilariously fake. Yeah. And instead, it's just like it. I'm you're drawn in by it, and it's really fun. And it um, all the inter- all the, the interactions between the two of them, right? And it's story. Great. It's not strictly action. There's mm-hmm. a little sort of story going on there. He's trying too. to talk to him. He's trying. He's trying to talk to him. <laughs> and Sons he tries. He tries the lullaby. And he gets properly Loki'd. Yeah. He gets picked up and sort of whacked. And Loki's left like, yes! That's what it that's feels what like! It feels and he's like, like, oh, big fan of the sport. And he sits down. <laughs> because Jeff Goldblum's reactions were just like, the whole time, he's oh, like, yeah. what do you... Oh, it's classic Goldblum. Yeah. It was just it was just Jeff Goldblum. It wasn't even a role. It was Jeff Goldblum on this planet. Yeah. Uh, I like the the assembly of the Revengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, uh, we're, we're, we're staging a revolt. You want to come? You look like you're in need of a leader. Oh, why? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he calls them the Revengers. I also love uh, when Thor, or when Loki betrays Thor, mm. Thor's like completely sees yeah, that Sokka coming. Yeah, Sokka electrocutes he's him. Got the, he's, yeah, he's got the little uh, like taser yeah. on him or whatever, but it's like, finally... You're you assume you're going to get, be double crossed right. by Loki because of course <laughs> because you were going he to be. throws the can at him to make sure he's actually there bounces off of his head just so so freaking well done the 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 whole the the scene where they're trying to like get <laughs> when they were like following Valkyrie and Bruce Banner's like who is she I know her what do those marks mean does that mean she killed people like he's so just confused <laughs> yeah. yeah about everything as he's dressed as Tony as he's Stark. dressed completely as Tony Stark. <laughs> The, the cloak around his face yeah oh, everything about it everything. yeah it's uh it's fan- uh i the um the black hole or the the portal's called the, the devil's anus and it's just like they they really just went for it with this movie yeah <laughs> um all right coming to the end yeah, yeah. thor versus hella mm. um oh, that was great the the god of we see the god of thunder he's like channeling the you're not the god of hammers. You're not the god of hammers. Yeah, that's good. Which is inter- which is, is interesting from a, from a comic standpoint. Again, it's a big change. I like it. I, I like the way that it's about him being the the, the, the the he's the thunder. He's the lightning. Um because in the comics they've basically kind of told this story about how the hammer, the hammer itself is uh, like a cosmic storm that Odin captured and forged into this hammer. And so but it, it, in the, in the, so in the comics, like he's really strong, but it is really about the hammer. In this, they make it they make it the hammer was just kind of uh, a focal like he that was a way for him to focus his power. So I like yeah. that they changed that. I like that and now he without the hammer he can still be he can the god still of be the god of the god of thunder. Uh, and he loses an eye. Yeah. Um, and and he gets a he gets a very similar eye patch. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. It's like he's the son of Odin. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, then we get, um, oh, where is it? How is, is it? Surter, Surter, yes. Surter returns. Surter. Surter, the fire giant, and and Hulk just goes for it. He goes all in, <laughs> leaps, just just leaps Dead after monster. It. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought it was hilarious because he's just like, yep, yeah, we're yep, here we go, we're yeah, doing it, yeah. and he's in there. Um, and uh, and the uh, the giant what what is the the big the big monster is it does it have a name which one the the the, the big uh, the fire monster from the beginning and the that's, end that's, yeah Surter Surter is the name Surter yes okay. Surter so yeah Surter is in um, in Norse mythology Talk Surter is a fire list. giant yeah <laughs> Surter is a fire giant from um, from Niflheim um, no not Niflheim um, Muspelheim. Muspelheim, which is this the the it's this fiery plane, um, he's the fire giant. He is at the end of all time after the Ragnarok has happened. He is going to cross. He's going to burn Midgard. He's going to cross the Rainbow Bridge. He's going to burn the Rainbow Bridge, and he's going to burn Asgard and the World Tree. Mm. He he is the fire that cleanses the universe at the end of the Ragnarok. So in this, they they did a really good job of him being. He is Asgard's doom. Yes, like he is. He is there to destroy it once he touches the eternal flame, which was just such a cool thing to do. I yeah, like and and but because we now know that Asgard is a people, yeah, not, not a, a place. place. And thanks to Heimdall, yeah, uh, being oh, Heimdall, was such oh, a, I, I love the way they expanded it. They're like, let's give him 
dreads and make him even more awesome. He's just so cool, yeah. and he's and he is he's the he's he's the savior. He yeah. saves he he saves he, he keeps all he keeps as yeah. many safe as he can, yeah. and uh, and and delivers them. And then Thor at the end, uh, Hela is dead. Thor is king of Asgard. Mm. And where do we go? Where well, should we go? Doesn't look good because yes. of that post credit scene. <laughs> uh, so they decide they're going to go to Earth. Uh, they were... <laughs> first, let's just head to Earth. Earth. He's like, Meek, where are your people from? Oh, Meek's dead. Oh, Meek's Accidentally dead. stepped on him. <laughs> just been holding him. Oh, no. Meek's alive, everyone. <laughs> Meek's back, and then he decides, let's go Let's go to Earth. Let's head to Earth. No problem. Uh, no problem. We're just yeah, going to head to Earth. We're going to head to not Earth. Gonna be, not going to be an issue. Except for this giant ship that's going to stop us. Oh, by the way, it's Thanos' ship. It's Thanos' ship. Womp, womp. But a good setup. Great setup. Yeah. Um, and then a second post credit scene, uh, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> stumbling out. Uh, and it, It's a tie. Yeah. It's a, so it's a tie. He did great. Everyone <laughs> won here. Stug, I, I saw it back in the chat room at one point. It, it's my birthday. We're in the, the pleasure ship. It's my, it's birthday. my birthday. And all the fireworks are going. <laughs> oh, very, so very well done. Jeff Goldblum was Yeah. Like, and yes, the use of uh, Immigrant Song, the Zeppelin. Um, and, and starting with it and then bringing it back. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it had me hyped. Uh, Ooh, so did they happen upon Thanos, or did Thanos seek them out? That's a really good question. We don't know yet. We don't know. I'm assuming that uh, either um, he knows where they are, he knows probably from, because he sees Asgard get blown up, so he knows to track them down, or he was already on his way to Asgard because he was looking for the Tesseract, or Loki contacts him because Loki's trying to give him the Tesseract back. One of the two. That's what I think. One of the two. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then we see Thor will return in Avengers Infinity War. Avengers Wars. Infinity War. All right, we're almost there. We have one more. One more. What I am the... so excited. Oh. Take a moment. That was great. Black. Black freaking Panther. Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Anyway. Whew. Um, Let's talk specifics. No. Let's talk in generalities. Okay. <laughs> Let's start. We're gonna start broad. This is, mm. without a doubt, mm. my favorite Marvel movie. Okay. Uh, I I don't know how to criticize this mm. movie. I think it's amazing. Start me off. Well, local hometown hero Ryan Coogler, um, originally from Oakland, attended Sac State. Um, He's awesome. He is literally leapfrogging through the movie industry. <laughs> he yeah. goes from his independent, couple independent things to Fruitvale Station, um, starring Michael B. Jordan. Um, does really well. Goes on to Creed. Um, starring? Starring Michael B. Jordan. Um, does I, pretty well. Maybe not, not as good as some other things, but does really well. Um, is is going to get a sequel at this point. Yep. And then he goes... Which to... I think Cooler's producing the sequel. I don't mm -hmm. believe he's directing okay. it. And now he gets to be... I'm not sure about that, though. Now he gets to direct Black Panther, starring Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Michael Jordan. B. Jordan. So, uh, we now know that Ryan Coogler is to Michael B. Jordan, as Tim Burton is to Johnny Depp and uh, whatever her name is. His ex-wife. Yes. Or ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Whatever, Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter. Carter. Yeah. So... <laughs> So, so this movie, this movie is still is technically is still in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't want to do too much in the way of spoilers. Okay. But let's just talk about we we learn what Wakanda we learn mm. we learn what Wakanda really is. Yeah. 
uh, which is this hidden, uh, this, this hidden country yeah. underneath a, I, I guess a, I guess a, a cloaking device right. of a sort of stereotypical um, African nation, right? Um, and they have, well, they sit atop the world's largest, uh, or the only, is it the, the only, only deposit source, of, only deposit of vib- vib- vibranium? And they got a lot of it. Yes. And they also have the world's most advanced technology mm-hmm. anywhere. Anywhere. They, anywhere. They are the most advanced society. Um, Technology-wise, um, they are one of the wealthiest, or the wealthiest, if you actually count the amount of vibranium they have. But because of their limited interactions with the world at large, it's hard to compare like their overall wealth, but it's very obvious that they are the wealthiest because of all their technology and the vibranium. Yeah, and... Um, we get to see in this uh, Andy Circus as is it Claw? Yes. Now he has the one. Now he has the claw. He actually has the claw. He has, he has, has the, the sonic hand, cannon, and he still has a stockpile of stolen vibranium, yes. um, which, which makes him potentially the most powerful warlord in the world. I would say outside, yeah, because he's doesn't play by the rules and he has large amounts of it mm-hmm. and he traffics a lot of it and now he's now trafficking it with. Michael B. Jordan, a.k.a. Killmonger. Killmonger. Mm. Yeah. Um, whew. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the, so the, much. The, the best villains are the villains that you agree with in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, this this movie has has a really, a really interesting social message, mm. which I don't... I'm not going to even attempt to white-splain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because it's just, I mean, because I might be the whitest person ever. Yeah, you're pretty um, Yeah, yeah. Um, but needless, needless to say, the the I I would say Cooler was the exact correct person to yeah. write and direct this movie. Yeah, 100%. Um, he hits sort of every level of um, it. Kind of, kind of is every every level of the social implications of this of. Wakanda right. sort of not sharing their their technology, their their wealth, their um, their their uh, military might um, throughout the course of, of uh, decades, right? Um, and what that's meant to uh, people of color around the world, yeah. Um, and uh, and in the face of colonizers, yeah. Uh, that's I think that's why I like this movie so much is it's it's good on every level, right? Um, the even the Michael B. Jordan origin, which we get, you know, sort of told in flashback and and uh, and and in dialogue, is amazing. Yeah, it's strong enough of if it was an A plot, but it's like it's a it's a B plot or even a C plot. There's so much going on. Yeah, in, it's the way it's in right. this in this movie and the um, and the way that uh, you know the the in, interestingly um, the vibranium is a lot like what we see in in the real world in african countries that have these rare earth metals right. things like uh, like coltan which is used in cell phones um and like you said like like they say the colonizers you know these uh european and, and american companies that come in and they and they mine it and, ex- and exploit the people and this is a, this is an interesting take on what would happen what happens if uh if it didn't go that way right if they got if they got it and they actually had their own access if they had control. access to their own and control of their own resources right. uh, and um and that's just one of the many things that makes this movie amazing. Right. Um, the the fights in this movie, I love the fights where they take away the power of the Black Panther, and you, it's just sort of that mano a mano combat. Stripped away. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, uh, that's all I got. Uh, and they and and those those scenes are are 
are so great. They're yeah. just it's just two guys, you know, it's just like two guys fighting. But Baku. then but then also when fighting as the Black Panther mm-hmm. and he's got a vibranium suit, yeah. um, which is basically makes him uh, unbeatable. Almost. Yeah, he's got vibranium claws yeah. and he is uh, he is a badass superhero. Yeah. He's kind of like everything you want from a superhero. He, he is he is Batman meets Iron Man meets Cap. Yeah, he's like just, he's, he's everything. They're all rolled rolled up into into one, yeah. and we've gotten you know in Infinity or uh, in uh, in Civil War we got a taste of of what he can do. This right. movie just sort of takes it to the to the next level, and he's uh, he's aided in uh, by uh, Martin Freeman uh, with he's with CIA. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, home, or Homeland Security. Homeland Security and some something now NSA. You know, one of those. Yeah, things. but we're not we're not gonna break this movie down too much because we didn't obviously we can't rewatch it unless we just right. keep going to theaters which you should definitely do this yeah. movie is amazing you, know, you, you could see it like oh, I think Curtis is up to 11 times wow I think he, he bought tickets to see it 12 times but he's seen it 11 times that's dedication and I love it and I wish I could do the same yeah um, but I, I will say there's a couple of things um, and uh, I think Caitlin referenced it here but uh, Michael B. Jordan's last line uh, he must be buried at sea right like uh, my ancestors who jumped from the ship because they knew that death was better than Bondage. Yeah, I believe that was the line. I think that's. I think that's. The, I think you, you nailed it. Yeah. Oh man, that got me. Yeah. Woo, that was. It, it's was it's amazing. interesting. It's interesting because Killmonger did not break. He did not break the formula, the formula that Marvel has with the the villain who is the antithesis of the hero in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Similar power set, similar abilities, and dies at the end. Um, but a lot of people were not upset with it just because they made him so much more complex that even though they killed him, he made so much more of an impact than other villains who were just kind of like, oh yeah, he uh, wants to steal the technology, he's a bad guy, now he's dead. Like, he made you think, I could have seen them keeping him alive, but even he made it, he made it, like he didn't want to be, he didn't want to be in prison, he didn't want to learn, he was, he would, he would always be fighting and sticking to his, yeah, his, uh, beliefs. <sighs> Yeah, so good. Yeah, it was incredibly well done. Everything I mean, it the the the, the way it looked, the cast, holy cow, the cast, the cast, the score, star-studded. This yeah. just this cast. Um, oh my God, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, he's good in everything. He's, he's always good. good. He's always good. Uh, and uh, actually, his production company produced um, Fruitvale Station, Ryan Coogler's oh, uh, first movie. These connections. Yeah, so it's all uh, these connections. Steve's his uh, his Twitter friend Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown did a wonderful job. Oh yeah, he's. Switching back and forth, the way he like switched back and forth between like the the Oakland voice and the the Wakanda, and the Wakanda voice. voice, so cool. It so was seamless, seamless. Yeah, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, like once he realized that you know it was Forrest Whitaker's character, Young. There, um, also fun fact: the um, King T'Chaka, the actor who played Young King T'Chaka, the reason he looked so much like the old King T'Chaka is because it's actually his son. Oh. That's like an actor is actually Dead his on. kid. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, it's perfect. Um, only. Not even, not even a criticism. Um, one thing that I wanted to see, and this didn't—it didn't even take away from that they didn't do it. Um, the in in the comics, the the Black Panther is the king of the dead um, because that whole like death and rebirth thing, mm-hmm. and he goes back to that plane. So in the in the comics, he he can commune with every Black Panther before him. Oh, interesting. So he'll go. They, they they touch on that a little bit. Exactly, and the yeah. way the way he goes to the tree, and they're all like all the Panthers are in the tree, uh-huh. and then it jumps down, and it's his dad. They reference that that would be a possibility. I would have thought it would be cool just to see it, but again, it's one of it's, those things that 
completely unnecessary. It doesn't have to be there. Not you at don't all. need it. It was just would have been something cool to see because I, I always love in the comics where he sits at a table and he is like talking to his grandfather, his great grandfather, yeah. like all the way back. And you see like the way the outfit has changed all the way back to where it was just a mask with with ears, and otherwise he's just yeah. in like uh like like leather armor. Yeah, like it was just not not anything. Not even didn't take away from it. It's just like that would have been cool to see. But it was the way they did it, the way they referenced it. Yeah, it might not have made sense yeah. to a lot of people to see yeah. that. But this idea that that the panthers are in the tree that makes sense it, it yeah it, like you said it, i don't need it but now that you're you're describing it, like yeah. oh that would be been, cool that would have been cool but it didn't yeah it i didn't also love it. i love that um and i'm forgetting uh, i'm forgetting the character's name um uh t'challa's sister shuri shuri uh she's an amazing yes. character yeah, yeah. um amazingly well acted yeah. well written um I, I love that sort of it's there's a certain playfulness um, in their in their relationship it's very you know brother and sister um, but she also is just like so I mean she, she's so essential they yeah. didn't sort of treat it like a side character they didn't make a cheesy sort of like sidekick sort of thing for her mm-hmm. like she the, the the whole the the whole Black Panther as we know it doesn't work without without her and I think that's really important I think it's sort of a um, once again like this movie this movie hits all the right places like sort of socially in the real world and in the movie um, where it's it's like sort of released it like it's made it just the right time it's very of its time but also uh, just like it's such a great uh, well made movie oh short nerdy man Jay welcome welcome man you're in the (laughs) chat what up uh, yeah, it, the the political implications, the social implications. Also, uh, a fun thing that they did is they basically revealed that Shuri is the smartest person in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Because for the longest time, there was the ten smartest men in the Marvel Universe. It was Tony Stark. It was Bruce Banner. It was uh, T'Challa. It was uh, uh, Hank Pym. And eventually they were just kind of like, hey, w- you know, we never really... We always said the ten smartest men. We didn't say the ten smartest people. People. So yeah. Like, oh, by the way, Shuri is now smarter than everyone. Yeah. Uh, I I've read about. It. I have not seen it because I'm trying to avoid stuff for Infinity War. I apparently I been. She like schools Bruce Banner and like a little like thing oh. back and forth, which I'm I'm cool with. Like, I'm, I'm good sure, with it. I'm sure he's probably really like yeah. really fine with it too. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So Shuri is she's equal parts just because she's the she's the technology, you know, yeah. to to and to his his kingship. Yeah. Let's go to the the, the post credit scene. Mm. Uh, the there... White Wolf. The White Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about the White Wolf. So the White Wolf is a new thing that it seems that, that is not a reference to any comics. Bucky is always the Winter Soldier. Um, so Bucky is, seems to be, they have they have f- fixed his... His situation. Yeah, his, <laughs> his brainwashing uh, has been resolved. And he is now being called the White Wolf by the Wakandans. And I can only imagine that he's going to get a super awesome vibranium arm. It's going to look great. It's going to so, be. It's, he's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm stoked for it. I love. I was I love so Bucky. excited to see him come out of that that hut and yeah. Uh, and just yeah. When, when, that, when that happened, I was like, yes. I, mean, I didn't I wondered, know I wondered, I what. Woke up. I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't. Uh, I was like, oh, who's coming out? I was, and and when it was Bucky, I was shocked and surprised and so happy. Yeah, like yeah. it was fantastic. So now we look forward to. Infinity, Infinity War. War. I'm it's, already growing out my Captain America beard. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's coming and it's starting. It's Steve's has his uh, his Tony Stark his Tony goatee. goatee. Um, yes, it, yes, Tim. Steve's does have a lot of Twitter friends. No, we don't want him on the show. We we have <laughs> we have too many Portuguese on the show as it is. Uh, but yeah, no, Steve's will, he's back on there. And yes, 
Uh, the women in Black Panther were... I'm glad they're also carrying them through Okoye and, uh, and Shuri seem to have big yes. roles in Infinity War. Um, because they were just... The, the, the way they did it, the way they balanced their society, it was 100% a uh, unitarian? Is that the word I'm looking for? Egalitarian? Egalitarian. Is that the word? Yeah. Which, sure. Yeah, where they're all... Everyone's even. Everyone's on the same unitarian page. Unitarian might be a church. Universal Unitarians, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone, they're awesome. Like, the warrior, the women, the power, the control, like, everything is, everyone is awesome. And um, really, the way that Infinity War, oh. oh, we have our tickets. We will be seeing it 7 p.m. Thursday, the 20-whatever. 6th. 26th. It's already on track. It has already outsold uh, the last seven Marvel movies combined in pre-sale tickets. And that's probably still more than that now. Can't wait. This has been fun. It's been a fun journey. Yeah. I'm now excited more than ever to see Infinity War. I will tell you, I have watched I watched the first Infinity War trailer, and yeah. that is it. <laughs> Good. Because I don't need... You, I am sold. I am in. I don't need to see anymore. And now this means we get to have you on after, Whew. and you get to be like, lose Whoa. your mind, but then also be like, explain to me. Yeah. Tell me, please. Teach One more me. round of the clueless. The clueless. Unless we keep going with it, and you know, then I'll just always be clueless. Yeah, which, always. Like, every time a movie comes what out, else is new? unless you're going to suddenly start reading comic books. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, you you want to start this this expensive habit? Oh. Anyway. Well, that about wraps it up for the clueless crusader, Mickey, aka Dad, is unemployed on varying social media platforms. Thanks, man. Thank thanks you. For, thanks for coming on and doing this. Thanks for the chat. Thanks uh, for the, the, the bits and the hosts and the follows, even though two of the follows were super inappropriate names who just came in and were gross in the chat room and were immediately banned because I'm going to drop that We band. don't need that. I'm going to drop that ban hammer. Uh, so thank you to Vance and Kaylin for going back and forth with some bit cheering. Um, thanks to Tim for hanging out. Tall, Dark, Not Ugly on everything. Fade Club, a.k.a. Curtis. So yeah, so... As always, if you are looking for anything related to the Capeless Crusaders, if you're on Twitch right now, you can see that I am pointing at thecapelesscrusaders.com. If you are on YouTube, you can see that I am pointing at thecapelesscrusaders.com. If you are on audio, you're take my word for it. You can find anything related to the Capeless Crusaders there. You can find our social media. You can find our Patreon if you want to support us, throw a little money our way. Uh, if you want, you can go up and you can hit follow or subscribe. If you're on Twitch or on YouTube, you could follow subscribe down below. Um, Tim, not sure. Let me check with the misses. Um, but give me the give me the event details. We'll make sure to share it if nothing else. Uh, so for the Capeless Crusaders, my name is David Barry at Dr Barry on varying social media platforms. The bits you two are ridiculous <laughs> going back and forth. Anyway, for the Capeless Crusaders, I'm dragging this out in case. She wants to cheer again. You put an S in there. You didn't need to do that. Anyway, <laughs> for the Cables Crusaders, you guys are ridiculous. Good night.